MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, August 31st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Hurricane Adalia tore into Florida at the speed of a fast-moving train Wednesday, splitting trees in half, ripping roofs off hotels, and turning small cars into boats before sweeping into Georgia and South Carolina as a still powerful storm that flooded roadways and sent residents running for higher ground. As the eye moved inland, high winds shredded signs, blew off roofs, sent metal sheets flying, and snapped tall trees. One person was killed in Georgia. No hurricane-related deaths were officially confirmed in Florida, but the Florida Highway Patrol reported two people dying in separate weather-related crashes just hours before Adalia made landfall. The storm was bringing strong winds to Savannah, Georgia, Wednesday evening as it made its way to the Carolinas. It was forecast to pass over Charleston, South Carolina, early this morning before turning east and heading out to the Atlantic Ocean. Adalia spawned a tornado that briefly touched down in the Charleston suburb of Goose Creek, the National Weather Service said. The wind sent a car flying and flipped it over, according to authorities. Uh, two people received minor injuries. Did Along- you see that footage of the car? I didn't see yeah, the car it's, footage. It's pretty wild, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Along South Carolina's coast, uh, North Myrtle Beach, Garden City, and Edisto Island all reported ocean waters flowing over sand dunes and spilling onto beachfront streets Wednesday evening. In Charleston, storm surge from Adalia topped uh, the seawall that protects the downtown, sending ankle-deep ocean water into the streets of the neighborhoods where horse-drawn carriages pass million-dollar homes and the famous open-air market. Preliminary data showed uh, the Wednesday evening high tide reached just over 9.2 feet, more than 3 feet above normal, and the fifth highest reading in Charleston Harbor since records were first kept in 1899. Florida had feared the worst while still recovering from last year's Hurricane Ian, which hit the heavily populated Fort Myers area, leaving 149 dead in the state. Unlike that storm, Adalia blew into a very lightly inhabited area known as Florida's Nature Coast. Officials in Bermuda warned that Adalia could hit the island early next week as a tropical storm. Bermuda on Wednesday was being lashed by the outer bands of Hurricane Franklin, a Category 2 storm that was on track to pass near the island in the North Atlantic Ocean. President Joe Biden called for governors of Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, and South Carolina on Wednesday and told them uh, their states had his administration's full support, the White House said. I remember we had gone to Bermuda, this was years ago, just after a hurricane had passed over it and Preston, the, um, because like a Portuguese, the Portuguese man of war traveled with the current, you know, mm-hmm. which obviously decided by the wind and a number of other things. There were All huge there. jellyfish oh, and wow. Portuguese man of war had like been pushed towards the island, oh, so wow. it was crazy. Wow. In the wake of the tro- of Tropical Storm Adalia and Hurricane Franklin, there are rip current warnings in place at the Jersey Shore this holiday weekend. 80% of ocean rescues are from rip currents, sometimes hard to spot from the beach. Lifeguards say that they'll be on high alert through the Labor Day weekend. Chief Steve Downey with Atlantic City Beach Patrol says while surfers usually run towards waves like this, he said these conditions may even be too much for some surfers, depending on experience. Uh, one had to be rescued Tuesday after lifeguards were off duty 
duty. He says it's all the more reason to set up your beach chairs near the lifeguards this weekend. This is the time of year when he, when many college students go back to school, but Chief Downey says that uh, this weekend he expects about 75 to 80 percent of beaches will be open with lifeguards. Customers at a Home Depot in Burlington County were in for a surprise when the store's newest feline employee became a social media star. Yeah. So apparently there was a shopper who posted a video of Leo the cat at the Home Depot in Mount Laurel, New Jersey on the 1200 block of Nixon Drive. Store employees and Leo, uh, a store employee said that Leo arrived last summer. And before that was a barn cat. Uh, Leo wears clothes. He's got a name tag. And he loves taking rides in the shopping cart. And they, uh, this guy posted this video of Leo in the shopping cart. And he's just the cutest thing. And now the video went viral. Millions of hits. Uh, several associates at the store actually care for Leo from trips to the vet to making sure that he's fed. Uh, many of Leo's fans love his outgoing and playful personality. So this is at the Burlington County <laughs> uh, Home Depot on Nixon Drive. You can uh, stop by and see Leo. In sports this morning... The Phillies lost to the Angels 10-8 yesterday uh, afternoon at the ballpark. What the fuck is this? But Bryce Harper hit his 300th yeah. career home run in the eighth inning. There you go. Harper's homer, his 15th this season and 10th in August, came in his 1,481st game. The Phillies are off today and open up a series in Milwaukee against the Brewers tomorrow night. Zach Wheeler will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 8-10. The Union lost to Toronto FC 3-1 last night in Canada. What the fuck is that? Toronto won for the first time since May 27 to end an eight-match losing streak and an 11-match winless run. The Union had their three-match winning streak end while allowing three goals for only the third time this season. Next up for the Union is the match at home against the New York Red Bulls on Sunday at 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you, Kathy, for that award-winning news report here on this yeah. Thursday morning. And uh, we are gonna, we're going to uh, treat this like a Friday. Uh, we are going to give away our Word of the Week prize today. We are going to dive into the connoisseur we got a lot of things to give away there We're as well. Settle all family business today. Settle all family business today, Steve. All of the, the heads <laughs> of the five day. families are going to roll. Uh, but we also have uh, a bunch of other things. Whatever we have to give away, we are giving away today. That's the bottom line. And one bright and shiny little object to tell you about is the fact that we kick off at 9 a.m. the back to school A to Z. Yeah. Very exciting. So I passed uh, Jackie, Jackie Bam Bam, leaving today. Yes. He's absolutely oh, bouncing off the walls with I'm excitement. sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, keep in mind, Jackie gets done with his show at midnight. Yeah. He was here at 4 o'clock in the morning <laughs> uh, working for, uh, I assume, back to school A to Z. Because normally he would be in here tolling over uh, the um, Friday. Uh, Friday night, you call it. Uh, but he's uh, he's getting prepped for back to school and all his Jackie Bam Bam back to schoolness. So this is going to be a, a pretty chunky couple of weeks. We're excited about it. Well, Likely the, the longest one we've ever done, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. And also, uh, this starts today. Is, the, is this uh, today? This uh, begins today? The yeah, MMRBQ? Well, we're going to do, wait, does it say that? Marisa says two thumbs up. Okay, yeah, we're ready to go. I wasn't so, we had to wait till 7 o'clock or not. Nah, we we're going to go ahead and hit this now. So, the Preston and Steve show side stage at uh, the MMRBQ. We have live band karaoke. We are having you vote on who our performers should be. Yeah, love right? that. And 
And so we received over 50 entries from listeners that want to sing on stage with the band Sidearm. And you can vote now at PrestonandSteve.com and you get to be a talent scout to help out our judges. The deadline to vote is Sunday the 10th. You can watch the videos and cast your vote. Ten singers will be chosen. Each get four MMRBQ tickets as well and will be on stage on our stage at the MMRBQ. So, so cool. Go take a look at the potentials and uh, if you know somebody on there, we'll just keep voting for them. You know, that's what you got to do. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. The entertainment report is indeed on the way and stupid question. All that stuff will be back in a moment. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The Stupid Question Prize today. A pair of tickets to see John, John. Bless you. John, John, and Pete. John Stewart, John Mulaney, and Pete Davidson, which is coming up Sunday, September 10th at the Hard Rock in AC. And the question we go with this morning is... Who was Time Magazine's first person of the year? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Who was Time Magazine's first person of the year? Call now. We will mention some birthdays today being the 31st day of August. There's a few of them. I had to dig up a couple, but um, there's some good ones here. Like, we'll start with the first one. Chris Tucker. Yes. Has his birthday today. He is 52 years old. What was the most recent thing? He's in something uh, now. I think, I think they're working on another... Um, oh. Air. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. I just saw that. I just watched that What'd uh, you think? a couple weeks ago. It was great. It's supposed to be working on another Rush Hour movie. Very well done. Uh, he's great in it. He plays uh, Nick. I don't know all of the, the people. One of the executives at Nike. But he was a former NBA player, I think. Okay. Uh, if Do I recall. you understand <laughs> the word that is coming out of my mouth? Howard White is his name. There you go. Uh, yeah, I thought it was very well done. And he's great in it. He's, he's a lot of fun. Great energy. And they might be doing another Rush Hour That's movie. That's the word. Okay. He's 52 years old today. Kathy, your man, Richard Gere. Oh. Happy birthday, 
honey? Yeah. He's a year older. Richard. Uh, you made sure to get a picture with him. A, oh, took a picture yeah. with him. Not only did I get a picture with him, it looks like we have been dating for like 10 yeah. years yeah. in yeah. the picture. <laughs> a lot I don't of know what happened. I think what happened was he like kind of pulled me, like you yeah. guys had told him, he knew I was excited to meet him, all that. So when we went for the picture, he kind of pulled me in. And so my hand went up like on his chest. Yeah. So yeah. we're literally taking a picture like wow. I'm dating. <gasps> Uh, he was my man. He was in a good mood that day. Like yes. I, he was. I took a selfie with him. He's all smiling and happy. He has been known to be a little bit off-putting sometimes. Well, I watched. He was here pushing a vanity project, which yes. is a, a movie that was near and dear to him. Uh, I remember watching that movie and taking copious notes so that we could basically, you know, give him an on-air homage. BJ, yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and he reciprocated by being a good interview. He was. He had a very good, funny, a uh, very funny line about a uh, pretty woman. He, he goes, "Yeah, she's a prostitute, but she was a Disney prostitute." Yeah. <laughs> but don't you remember he came in kind of like, you know, yeah. with his guard up Didn't and know what to make. sat and kind of just was quiet for a little bit. And then once we got into the interview, he was okay. Yeah, he loosened up a bit. So he turned 73 years old today. Kathy, two of your favorite people oh, no. oh. celebrate birthdays. What? This isn't going to be my favorite, is it? Yeah, no, actually, it is. Oh. It's legit. It's Debbie Gibson's birthday. Oh, Debbie yeah. Gibson! Yeah. Yeah. We've had them all in studio Chris, yeah. Richard, and Debbie. Yeah. That is correct. Wow. And uh, Deborah. And I think she's okay with Debbie still, though. Yeah. Well, she actually no, she went back to, back Debbie. to Debbie. So okay. she was Debbie, and then uh, as Deborah. she aged, she turned to Debra, Deborah, and now she's back to Debbie. This is funny because your your cousin, right, choreographer, right? Yes. For, was- so while that was all going on, my manager, who was uh, booking me to do comedy gigs, his friend was in her. A member of her staff, her oh. promotional staff. So I remember going into the offices of Debbie Gibson and seeing the machine, which was huge at that time. Yeah. Oh, and my my aunt worked there. She, my aunt, took in all the fan it's in mail. Manhattan. Yes. Yeah. So all of the bags of fan mail that right, she would get, right. my aunt would go through them, open them up, send out <laughs> autographs. You know, whatever. You know, there were kids in hospitals, set up. You know, things for her or people for her to go visit, like all of that. My aunt did all of that. Yes. My cousin was her main choreographer and still is. So they do shows. Oh. Around the country, and so he still choreographs for her. But when uh, Tiffany was in studio, she said, I said to her, um, I know, you know, Buddy Casamento is my cousin. She goes, oh, my God, I love him. She goes, I've actually been in touch with them. I've asked Debbie if it's okay. I want to use him to choreograph <laughs> a, a new, like, video or show or something she was doing. And I'm like, wow, Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, like that whole thing. You're knocking you know, him out of the park. My cousin in the middle of it. I was yeah. like, what That's is so going awesome. on? Yeah. yeah. And Tiffany was great, too. She was great. Making was her awesome. birthday today, too. Uh, and and yeah. it's Tiffany's birthday. Hey, yeah. That's great. No, but I, I loved Debbie at the time when she came out because of the simple fact that she she wrote her own music. She's she did? 16 years old, and she wrote those songs. And I she was has impressed. Perfect pitch, too, apparently. Here's oh. here's a fun fact. Uh, they went to Calhoun High School, and at the Calhoun High talent show, my cousin beat Debbie Gibson in the <laughs> talent show. He beat her up. Wow. Like, right there yeah. I'm going to knock your goddamn head off. <laughs> uh, she's 52 years old today. The great Van Morrison oh. turns a year older today. One of my old... T- I've been on a Van Morrison kick. I love... Uh, did, you, uh, did you see Belfast, the movie? No. The entire soundtrack is all Van Morrison No song. kidding. And wow. just sensational. As in school, I would always get Van Morrison. Uh, multi-instrumentalist, obviously one of the greatest vocalists of all time. He turns 77 years I old today. I prefer the opening of this song to uh, over, if you, you know, between that and Brown Eyed Girl. If you had a choice. Yeah. One of the weirdest and yet most wonderful concerts I ever saw was Van Morrison. It was about 3 o'clock in the afternoon at the Spectrum when it existed, mm-hmm. and he happened to tie in another venue on his way to out to AC to do a concert. 
So happy 77 to Van Morrison today. It's also actor Zach Ward's birthday. Ah. So, so far, everybody but Van Morrison on this list has been in our studio. Zach Ward played Scud Farkas mm-hmm. uh, in A Christmas Story. And he's great in the sequel that they made to it. It's terrific. And they gave him... Um, a Christmas story story, right? Or a Christmas, what do they call it? What was that? Uh, Christmas story Christmas. Christmas story Christmas, yeah. Yes. That was and it, yeah. and uh, he was terrific. And you, you think it's going to go one way, and yeah. it goes the other. He's great. He was a really nice guy, too. <laughs> he's a good-looking dude, too, man. He's, he's like a, in great shape. He is. Yeah. He's a badass in one of the Resident Evil movies. Oh, he's really? like He's like a, like a paramilitary guy. You All know, right. in real life, he didn't have yellow eyes. It was a little... He did no, not. Yeah. He did not. Yellow eyes. <laughs> uh, he is uh, 53 years old today. And then last, I saw this uh, character actor, Steve... Uh, and, and you would know if, if you saw him. His name is Stephen McKinley yeah. Henderson. And uh, you watched Fences recently. Yes. Uh, and uh, he's in that. Uh, he's also uh, Lincoln and Lady Bird, a bunch of stuff. He's one of those guys you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Very good. He turns uh, 74 years old today, so you, happy birthday. You know, it might be kind of cool to just revisit uh, the movie because I'm like you. Fences. The first time I saw Fences, I was like, eh, I don't know how I feel about it. And then I watched it again once I knew what to expect and you appreciate the performances. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll like it better because yeah. I just Denzel's character was just not all that likable. Not a good person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You said Dune, right, Preston? Uh, no, I forgot. Yeah. That's right. He's Gurney Halleck. Yeah. Or no, not not Gurney. He's um, the Gurning champ. No, 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 no. He's Thufir. Uh, Thufir. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, he's a mentant, and uh, yeah, his uh, like eyes roll black, back white. And, yeah. uh, that's that right. Guy. He's Dune. Yeah. 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 He's he's the, called. They're like human computers. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the mentant. So uh, cool, man. Happy birthday to Stephen McKinley Henderson and everybody celebrating birthday today. We'll see if we can get an answer to the super question. Time Magazine's first. Person of the year or uh, man of the year? Who was that? We will go to Chris. See if we can get that answer. Hi, Chris. Hey, good morning. All right, buddy. Who was uh, Time Magazine's first man of the year? It was Charles Lindbergh. That is correct. <laughs> Lucky Lindy, hang on the line. Chris, you got yourself a pair of tickets to see John, John, and Pete. John Stewart, John Mullaney, and Pete Davidson. Sunday, September 10th, and that will be at the Hard Rock Live at Estes Arena in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. It's Edis Arena, by the way. Is it Edis? Yeah. What did I say? Estes. Estes. All yeah. Right, thank you. All right, we'll go through some stories here. Selena Gomez faced a little backlash after she promoted uh, Only Murders in the Building on Instagram on Tuesday. Uh, uh, many spoke out against the post, which Variety reports was liked by more than 1.1 million people in 15 hours uh, because it broke the rules of the SAG after strike. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Sharing behind-the-scenes footage of the series, she had tagged the official Only Murders in the Building account, uh, writing missing and wanting only murders, uh, she wrote in the caption. Uh, many people urged her to delete the post due to the strike violations, and the post was removed from her profile on Wednesday, so she got on it pretty quickly. So, yeah, you know, one of the things is, like, during, and they'll, they'll be the, a lot of them eventually admit it, like, during the writer's strike, they still, they're still writing. I mean, they don't stop, they're just not making a big thing about it or promoting the fact and so uh yeah it was it was a slip up all right cut her some slack she removed it uh speaking of that if it weren't for the strike there's a chance jimmy kimmel would be retiring Uh, the abc late night host spoke about his feelings about retirement on the first episode of strike force five the new podcast about the strikes from the biggest names in late night uh so he said while he was chatting with the gang 
Uh, as you know, I was very intent on retiring right around the time when the strike started. And now I realize, oh, yeah, it's kind of nice to work. When you're working, you're not, you don't think, uh, wait, you, when you are working, you think about not working. Uh, he revealed that his, uh, he first told Seth Myers about his retirement plans privately. Uh, Myers and Stephen Colbert and Jimmy uh, Fallon and John Oliver echoed that they didn't think, uh, that Jimmy was serious about leaving ABC. He said, I was serious. I was very serious. I enjoy getting summers off and I enjoy the fact that you don't get them more that I enjoy the fact that you don't get them more makes them all the sweeter. Yeah, that's a mouthful. But I like getting the summer off better when I'm getting paid to get the summer off. And then if you want to talk about doublespeak, uh, Colbert said, wait a second. So you normally don't work in the summer, which we all know you're not being paid to not work when normally you are paid to not work. (laughs) And then Kimmel said, I know. Doesn't that sound crazy? (laughs) So, but he was thinking about hanging it up. And then the strike came along. And now with this time off, it kind of makes him want to be working. working. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. So. No, I, I hear that. I haven't listened to this yet, but I'll be interested because, you know, it's five hosts in one room, with, you know, five type A personalities. And I wonder who kind of leads the conversation if one They person. take turns. Okay. Yeah. So that's probably the, the right way to do it because you got, you got that would be a problem. Out. Yeah. Well, I, they, they had a little sample of the first episode, oh, and okay. that's what I was listening to. Uh, yeah, so they're they're gonna each one is gonna kind of host and and guide gotcha. uh, one of the episodes. Prince Harry made a Harry? Su- surprise <laughs> appearance at a screening of his new Netflix show, Heart of Invictus. Hey! <laughs> that's one, Megan. One more time, if you would please. Oh, sure. Hey! <laughs> Uh, and this was in uh, California on Monday night in Chula Vista. Uh, the docuseries follows five veterans who have suffered life-changing injuries as they compete in the 2022 Invictus Games uh, in uh, the Netherlands. And one audience member shared a video to Instagram that showed her and her friend delighted in the surprise. She said, when it's a random Monday night, Prince Harry crashes the premiere of his show in uh, random Chula Vista. And the two women also took a selfie with the Duke of Sussex. And one of them shared how meaningful the experience was to her. He's a little unruly, though. He was uh, sitting there throwing snow caps at the front row. That's not Yeah, I don't think that's cool. That's not very royal-like. No, not at all. They tried um, to get a student discount outside, Preston. (laughs) Come on, Raisinets. In a cover story for LUK published on Tuesday, Florence Pugh addressed the controversy surrounding the sheer Valentino dress that she wore to the Valentino Haute Couture fashion show. She likes to wear um, risque things. Which was in July 2022. She said, I think the scariest thing for me are the instances where people have been upset uh, that I've shown too much of myself. And she said, when everything went down with the Valentino pink dress a year ago, my nipples were on display through a piece of fabric and it really wound people up. Mm. She said, unfortunately, and I love this quote, uh, we've become so terrified of the human body that we can't even look at my two little cute nipples (laughs) behind fabric in a way that isn't sexual. (laughs) And she does Who's a stripper? She does have cute little nipples. She does. She has cute little boobs. She's delightful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I pulled up the, the picture while I was reading this story. And yes, I do remember this well. You can watch Oppenheimer and see her naked. Fully naked. Mm-hmm. Well, not fully. I don't think you see beef, but uh, uh, I think you do see her hiney. Uh, we have, we, definitely uh, see we have the clip from Oppenheimer, Case. You're a little bitch. What? Yeah. That's right. You're a bitch, and I bet you'd like to suck it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's from Oppenheimer. <laughs> 
I don't remember <laughs> you don't that. Remember that? No. He's really agitated. Okay. You don't, uh, you're your memory. You're right? a little bitch. That's right. You're a bitch, and I bet you'd like to suck it, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's right before they detonate the test. <laughs> You have not played that clip in no, years. That's a walk down memory lane. For us, that's a walk down memory lane. Yeah. One more time. Come on, man. You're a little bitch. That's right. You're a bitch, and I bet you'd like to suck it, Two, wouldn't you? One. <laughs> right before the explosion. Right before the detonation. Yeah, yeah. I will say, uh, listen, I love her. She's definitely uh, <laughs> snuck her way into my top five, but uh, she's got a really deep voice, and I feel like in 20 years, she's going to sound like uh, Beverly D'Angelo. She's going to be like, hey, that a problem? Probably. Yeah. It's yeah. okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Who has, well, K- Kathleen Turner has the deepest, right? It, well, so it's, it, you know, yeah, uh, and I wonder how much uh, that has changed because of, like, smoking. Beverly D'Angelo is definitely smoking. Definitely yeah. a smoker's uh, you know who else has a uh, a pretty? Or she's more raspy than deep. Is um, uh, Natasha Legero? Yes, uh, hers is raspy. Uh, yeah. Like it's uh, like uh, you can almost barely understand what she's saying. Yeah. Sometimes it's so raspy, but it's not low like she, uh, Catherine uh, Kathleen Turner. Says. I heard a clip, of, and I'm, I was looking for it so I could give it to Marissa. But it's a recent Miley Cyrus that's down in the oh. <laughs> Is it the, the, the vocal fry? Uh, yes. Oh, my God. The journey is really what it's all about. Is it because uh, she's doing kind of a testimonial in one of her last Instagram posts? Was it from that? Uh, it might be case. She, okay. was, she was talking about uh, Hannah Montana, uh, and she was talking about the scheduling of her appearances while she was promoting Hannah Montana yeah. as, as a kid. Marissa, check one of her last like couple of posts on, on her Instagram because it, it is her just uh, in front of the camera talking. So mm-hmm. it might be that. But uh, so she said, yeah, her cute little nipples behind fabric. Uh, it's, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, she added, uh, we need to keep reminding everybody that there is. <laughs> it's the second part that kills me. You're a little bitch. That's right. You're a bitch, and I bet you'd like to suck it, wouldn't you? the hell is that from? Oppenheimer. <laughs> no, I think, but I, they, I think it's yeah. a South Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think he's per, the, the, it's a person portraying um, um, who's the actor uh, from uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, she said, we need to keep reminding everybody that there is more than one reason for women's bodies to exist. And uh, Pew also commented on accepting her body the way it is. She said, I speak the way I do about my body because I'm not trying to hide the cellulite of my thigh or the squidge in between my arm and my boob. I would rather just lay it all out, she says. <laughs> I forget. I uh, There was a show. He doesn't have squidge. Yeah, squidge. Uh, the, where I saw the most profound squidge. ninja boot I've ever seen, like, um... And it was it's a mainstream show. I got. Let me think about it and see if we can get the clip. But it's the most like on broadcast television. Like on broadcast television. Okay. Wow. All right, uh, moving on. Justin Theroux appears to have a new woman in his life. Uh, according to the American Psycho actor who was uh, photographed kissing the Gilded Age actress Nicole Bryden Bloom while out to dinner with another couple at the uh, Altro Paradise Restaurant in New York City on Tuesday. Uh, the 52-year-old actor was also seen with the 29-year-old actress at a Netflix event in New York City in February where they were photographed alongside Tan France and Louisa Jacobson. Uh, yes, of course. All your favorites all, all around family. one table. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, to be a fly on the wall. 
Uh, this was sad news to see. Now, I'm not familiar with this person, but we're all familiar with his work. A gentleman by the name of Jamie Christopher, who is an assistant director. Uh, his work spans such films as Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and all eight Harry Potter movies has passed away. He was only 52 years old. Well, that sucks. Uh, he died Tuesday from heart complications in Los Angeles. Hailing from a filmmaking family, his father was a production manager on Stanley Kubrick's uh, Barry, Ly- uh, Barry Lyndon, Lyndon yeah. and his mother, a production coordinator. Uh, Christopher rose to become an in-demand crew member for studio franchises and filmmakers running and scheduling shoots. He worked and developed strong relationships with Ryan Johnson, James Gunn, David Yates, Sam Raimi, among others, and in the process became the second highest grossing uh, assistant director in the business. Uh, He earned his first Mm -hmm. credit serving as a third AD on Alien 3 when he was just 21. Other credits included GoldenEye, The Fifth Element, The Mummy. Along the way, he became a regular and key player in the Marvel Cinematic Universe most recently working on Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, so he died obviously way too soon, but he had a huge impact in Hollywood. Did he, I'm sorry, what did he pass from? He had cancer? No, he had a, he had a heart uh, condition. Okay. Uh, survivors were his uh, his wife Carly, their one-year-old son. Ah, oh, that uh, sucks. Killian, and they had three children from a previous marriage, so sad news there. Have you ever seen the movie Barry Lyndon, the Stanley Kubrick movie? Nope. Yeah, it is, it is a great movie. And it is um, it's considered one of the most beautifully captured uh, movies, film wise, cinematography wise. Every every scene looks like a a, a painting. It's amazing. Um, so I do not know who Ellie Goulding is. Do you guys? Oh, singer, yeah, yeah, yeah. pop singer, I guess. <laughs> Rob Schneider? No, that's uh, El Fan- not El Fan- El- <laughs> Uh God, uh, X's and O's. El King, yeah. See, I knew that. There you go. Wait, X's and O's I don't know my is- pop princesses. It's Rob, Rob Schneider's, Schneider's daughter. daughter. El King is Rob Schneider's yeah. daughter? Yeah. I did yeah. not know now, that. Now, is Ellie Gould, is that Elliot Gould? That's Elliot Gould's <laughs> sister. No, Goulding. <laughs> Ellie, she appeared to be struck in the face by a pyrotechnic during her performance Ooh. of Miracle <laughs> at a festival in Portsmouth, England. Sucks. <laughs> Uh, Golding shared an update on the incident, clarifying that it looked worse than it truly was. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I just grazed my face on right now. Is that your tongue yeah. on the floor? Oh, God. Could you put that up and just put it back in my wife? She wrote, uh, or she said, to those asking, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, I'm okay. She wrote in uh, an Instagram story post, Pyro didn't hit me in the face. Face is intact. Love you. Thank you. Face. (laughs) And she punctuated it with a firework emoji. (laughs) Boner. Did you ever see the movie Brightburn? Boner. The little kid who's like an evil Superman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. So there's a scene where the guy where his jaw breaks. Oh my god. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I was just thinking about. That. In the video of the moment shared on TikTok by a fan, Golding appeared to have been standing too close to the firing equipment when the <laughs> when the blast shot out. Uh, moving away, she seemed to exclaim the f word uh, before moving forward on with the performance. She has another festival appearance scheduled in Germany at the Superbloom Festival in September. After that, the singer will perform a number of headlining shows throughout Europe in October. I think any show where there's meticulous pyro, you know, on stage. Well, wasn't it uh, Metallica? Wasn't it James Hetfield? Yeah, James Hetfield got burned big time. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, you got to be super duper careful. You got to know where you are on the stage. Yeah, about that stuff. Uh, let's see here. Kim Cattrall uh, is grateful for the lesson she learned from her mother. Uh, the actress spoke with Vogue Greece for a September cover story on how her mother's influence has helped her navigate obstacles in life. She said, for me, a woman in her 60s, I think the biggest challenge is to keep being relevant, to keep working, to have something to say. My idol was my mother. She said, even though she could never connect to a job that made her happy and she was depressed and alone for long periods of time, she never lost her spirit. Hmm. Uh, She said, that's something that she passed on to me and I'm thankful for her to teaching me to defend myself and not allow others to control my narrative this is a very important lesson for young women. And this comes after uh, she made a brief cameo in And Just Like That. Which was, uh, what, a minute? Yeah, yeah I guess so. But it uh, but it was impactful. Yeah. It, uh, you know, it drove the fan base crazy. Uh, McGee, the director, is not closing the door on a potential Charlie's Angels 3. Close the door. Mm-hmm. The director helmed the 2000 adaptation starring Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and Cameron Diaz as the core investigator trio, Dylan Sanders, Alex Munday, and Natalie Cook, uh, as well as the 2003 sequel, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Night. Who is Charlie? Where is he? This is Charlie. Uh, chatting with EW about his upcoming Netflix Netflix comedy film Family Switch, he said that he'd be up for one more big adventure with Barrymore and Company. Though he's also very happy to pass the torch to another filmmaker. So there was that original the original series of films. Then there was this the movie that Elizabeth Banks directed that came like right out after one of the other ones had come out and didn't do well at all. I, th- I think they've gone to that well uh, a number of times already. He said it would, uh, I would like to it would take a long discussion with these three wonderful performers who I adore. I was very happy to see Elizabeth Banks take the helm and do what she did, which was fun. Uh, there always seems to be chatter about that. I'm very happy to discuss it with Drew and Cameron and Lucy but at the same time, I'm very happy to pass the torch. I mean, I love the Tim Burton Batman movies. I love the new Batman movies and it's just sort of like they're can be a keeper of the flame and you can pass the torch. So we'll see if he ends up uh, touching that or not. All right. So this is a lot of fun. I found out yesterday during the show that our good, close personal friends, Steel Panther, yeah. on America's Got Talent yes. before last. And they kicked ass. They played Death to All <clears throat> But Metal, uh, but they, they had to change the lyrics big time. <laughs> Not only did they change all of the curses and the yeah. vulgar uh, references, but they changed the bands because uh, they mentioned at the beginning of the song, like, you know, Britney Spears and Madonna and stuff like that. Yeah. So they changed it and made it a little more relevant. I thought they were too famous to be on a show like Me that. Too. Too, but they, you know, I guess America's Got Talent is kind of. It's hope they'll take it's anybody. Open to everybody. Legit. They had actually done the show, I thought, as guest performers like a while ago, and I guess at this point, are they competing on the show? They're competing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have a full on like stage setup. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you come with that, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't. You really can't be on the show. Well, no, have- a lot of these guys uh, that, that perform in there, like they. They have, like, they're on the radar they somewhere. This. They're on somebody's radar somewhere. And some are, are I guess, bigger than others. Like, like Dornboss is on there. Right. Yeah. But, Dorm, okay, Dornboss, I could see. Yes, he, he... He was on for Magic coming from right, football. Right, but he was, he was right. popular and yeah. whatever. But, not like, they're famous. Like, are, I don't... Like, I feel like anybody, if I were to ask somebody if they knew who Steel Panther was or if they've heard of him, they would say yes. Like, Are you me, calling no fair on this? I'm just saying that it's, they're a little too famous for the show. I, yeah, I am calling no fair. I think that they shouldn't be on the show. <laughs> All right, well, we have a little bit of audio to play for you, so here we go. 
So they go into uh, later on in, in the um, in the verses. They mention Harry Styles and Lady Gaga and Justin Bieber, Post Malone, Kanye West. And stuff All right, like so that. they updated so it a bit. They freshened it. Yeah. Right. So right. listen, I I assume now I don't watch America's Got Talent. I don't know how the format works. I know that people have to vote. So I yes. guess the voting is enabled now for Steel Panther. Yeah. Obviously, we want you to vote for yeah. these guys because they're badass. Um, I want. I could probably reach out to Sticks. This you should. Morning. Yeah. See if we can get them on. Because See if we can get them on. I know they're yeah. they're West Coast, so it might be a bit early. Isn't the isn't it used to be? And I haven't watched this show. I mean, I watched it initially for a little bit. Wouldn't you win like a residency in Vegas? That was one of the things so that you would do. Don't, yeah. Haven't they had that already? Like they did a residency in L.A., yeah. 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 So, I, I don't know, but it's just more promotion sure. for them yeah. and to get yeah. their record sold, so who knows? Yeah, see if they can come on. Um, so, Meg Ryan has returned to the romantic comedy what? for the first time in 14 years. Yeah, there's a, a trailer for this out. Uh, they wow. dropped the trailer for What Happens Later yesterday. What happened to your face? Well, That's I was going to say, exactly. how does she look? Yeah. She looks like she looks. Dude, she does. Yeah. yeah. I just, so, Presidio is now available on like Max or something like that. She was just the freshest faced. I mean, honestly, yeah. and I understand the 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 uh, the weight that's put on you when you're an actress in Hollywood. Because I am an actress in Hollywood. No, I, I understand what she had to go through. Uh, you know, and and but I mean, it's just too. It's been too much. It's clearly too much. Yeah. When yeah. you go back and look at like Armed and Dangerous and Top Gun, you're like, no. you, you are like, you are. You're perfect. Yeah, but here's the deal. I mean, you you you, st- you get the bigger lines, yeah. the, the things yep. start to droop, and so on like that, and then they start tinkering just a little bit, and sometimes you go just a step or two too far. Well, and a lot of it too is yes, you go the step too far, but then you try to correct it, and that so a too. lot of that yeah. is trying to correct, you know, the fix that you didn't like. Well, you know, so Nicole Kidman, I think, is the perfect example of that. She did something that effed her face up, and somehow was able to go in and correct it. She reeled it back. Yeah. Looks good. Looks Steve better. showed me a picture of Jennifer Love Hewitt the other day. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Didn't recognize no. her what? at uh, uh, all. Look up, look up Jennifer Love Hewitt oh, haircut. What? And sh- uh, Yeah, I know. She's uh, obviously, uh, oh. she has a fresh face, too. Can you even tell that's her? No. Right? <gasps> Don't oh, do that. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Love. What? Isn't that what everyone calls love. her? Love. love. I don't love. By the way, uh, this movie, uh, what uh, what happens later, uh, also stars, uh, stars David Duchovny. Uh, they play former lovers who reunite unexpectedly after more than 20 years before getting uh, stuck at the airport together. Uh, she co-wrote and directed the film. Uh, so it'll be out October 13th, Is by the way. Is it possible Yeah. Uh, speaking of sequels, uh, rekindling romance sequels, uh, John Corbett spoke with Entertainment Tonight in an interview published on Tuesday about how impressed he was with Nia Verdalos when she directed the third installment in my Big Fat Greek Wedding. I went to see the Barbie movie in the trailer. Right. Was in What's this. it look like? Well, I saw it and I'm like, oh man, the second movie sucked. It did. And this I, one looks like it's sort of like a bizarre... They go to Greece. Yeah. So... It should be straight to TV. Um, I, I hope it's good because the first movie's perfect, it's a, and it was huge. I, I hope that it was. Uh, I hope that it was. 
I'm sorry, I just got handed a note right in front of me. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you about that. Your totes and dorbs. Uh, no, it does not say that. Uh, so, uh, anyhow, we'll see how this plays out. But yeah. um, he had uh, talked about her directing and said that uh, she's telling the cameraman what to do and, and the guy with the sound and us actors, and she's acting also, and it's just a 10-ring circus, not a three-ring circus. And I haven't seen her get close to cracking. He said, I don't know how she does it. I don't know how she doesn't go berserk, but she re- she's really good at it, and the new film is set to hit theaters on September 8th, so we'll have to see. Steel Panther was voted off. Oh! At the end of the episode. So Marissa just handed me that note. That's what distracted me. Bastards. I'm sorry to hear that. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Oh, I have it. Yes. I hate you. I hate you more than anything in this damn world. <laughs> All kinds of clips from our past. Oh, yeah. This yeah. morning, the little bitch, and I hate you. You're a little bitch. I haven't heard, heard those in a while. Uh, two more quick things. I would wrap it up, but there's some good stuff here. Um, uh, Aaron Korsh, the creator of Suits, told The Hollywood Reporter in a recent interview that they made changes to the script because the royal family didn't want Meghan Markle to say the word poppycock on the show. Okay. Poppycock? That is correct. He said they didn't want to put the word poppycock in her mouth, I presume, because they didn't want people cutting things together of her saying uh, right, right. the second part of that. Oh, she's done stuff, though. I mean, and that, that series is very suggestive. Well, he said, but we we changed it to bull S instead oh, of poppycock. Well, still, that's pretty volatile. And he said, I did not like it because I told my in-laws that poppycock was going to be in the show. There was maybe one or two more things, but I can't remember, he says. Dad, poppycock's going to be in the show. As far as the uh, uh, the royal family having a say goes. And then the last thing, Variety reports that Neon released the trailer for the biopic uh, Ferrari on Wednesday, starring Adam Driver as former Formula One racer Enzo Ferrari. Uh, you can watch cars zip through the Italian countryside as Ferrari juggles his relationship with his wife, played by Penelope Cruz, and his mistress, played by Shailene Woodley. Uh, the film also centers on the famous uh, Mili Miglia race of 1957. I'm not familiar. I don't know my history of race. No, Frank Grillo. Was it? Did Frank Grillo play Ferrari? I thought he did Lamborghini. It might be Lamborghini. Okay. Yeah. And I saw that trailer, Steve, and it did not look that good. It did great. not look good. Oh, okay. All right, let's do the clips, please. Netflix's live-action adaptation of the long-running manga and anime series One Piece is finally out. And here, Inyaki Godoy talks about doing the series and its fans' justice with his portrayal of Monkey D. Luffy. <laughs> I love it. Here we go. I knew about One Piece. I didn't read it or watched it, though. Uh, but I did do my, my research, my catching up after I knew I was Luffy. And I can now say I'm a huge fan. I can tell you, we love the source material and what Mr. Oda has done is amazing and we want to honor that. Alright, so I guess it's Monkey D. Luffy. Or Luffy. However he said it. I don't know. My sons would know. They're into the the manga and uh, anime. One Piece is out now on Netflix. Here is the next clip. In Dark Windows, a sinister home invader threatens a group of teenagers on vacation at a cabin in the woods. And in this clip, director Alex Heron talks about how shooting the movie scenes in order helped the actors build to suspense. We shot the movie chronologically, pretty much. So they really got to know each other on the way up. And every day was building and building and building until until 
the explosion or, or yeah. you know, the climax. I desperately want to make love to a schoolboy. Dark Windows is in select theaters and on demand now. There you go. That is the entertainment report for today. We have uh, some stuff to get to. We have some things to give away. So we're going to take a break, center, come back in a second and spill it all out for you in just a moment or two, friends. So hang with us on this Thursday morning. Preston and Steve Show. Don't forget, back school A to Z starts 9 a.m. We'll be right back. We're once again honing our skills in the art of alphabetizing. MMR's Back to School A to Z returns. It's a can't-miss annual tradition where we play back thousands of different songs alphabetically by title. It's week's worth of hits, album tracks, those oh-wow songs, and many titles of dubious artistic merit. Preston and Steve kick it off this morning at 9. MMR's Back to School A to Z from the station whose IQ test came back negative. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So we're going to give away our Word of the Week prize uh, today. We have uh, a day off tomorrow, uh, holiday weekend, taking a little extended holiday weekend. We'll be off on Monday as well. Uh, so that means we are going to do some Friday things today. Like what? Like clean out the junk drawer. Oh! It's the junk drawer. Preston's cleaning out his junk drawer. Getting things out of his junk drawer. Finding stuff here in the junk drawer. Kyle Mack, the singer of our uh, jingle there for the John Shore, his mom and dad are coming in today. Yeah. To see the show? They, yeah, yeah they, they're from out of town, or they, they don't live here any longer, and so they're in for a visit, and they'll be here in our studio this week. Huh. So and apparently you made out with his mom? Is that the story? I licked her. Oh. <laughs> you made out. I licked her face. Okay. Apparently, and uh, there's a picture to prove it, so we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. All right, uh, let me dive in here. Ah! I found something. Look at that. Uh, I bought it. Very interesting story. A Turkish Dutch airline is looking to remove the disruption of children's noises by offering an adult only zone for flights and people traveling without kids between Amsterdam and Caraco. Would you pay extra for a uh, such a section? You know what? A while ago, I probably would have said no. But I took a flight recently to Florida and back, and there was in front of me uh, a kid who was probably, I don't know, four or five years old or something like that. And listen, we used to travel with our kids all the time. And uh, unfortunately, these parents weren't doing a whole hell of a lot to to shush that child a, problem. a little bit, and and we were always pretty solid. At it. And there's only so much control you can have. But now, if the kid's going to throw a fit, you kind of it's almost out of your hands. Uh, that didn't happen here. The kid was just doing some annoying things, and uh, and the the parents weren't really you know telling them to keep their voice down or anything like that. I was listening for it. I didn't complain. I didn't get angry about it right. or anything like that. Yeah. But I was like, ah, oh, this is a little unpleasant. Um, so it. Maybe. It would depend on how long the flight is. I agree. So, uh, I, and I'm always, I don't have, I, we don't have kids, but when I travel, I see parents trying and it's embarrassing for them and they're trying everything yes. to control the kids and I don't freak out. I get it. It's part of the deal. I like to say something to those parents yeah, yeah. if they're at least trying, saying, I've been there. Yeah. yeah you right. guys are doing great. And, yeah. or, and I've, I've said even, it's okay. I, I get it. Or, yeah. or whatever. It, they're, they're making an effort. As you said, there's only so much you can do. But 
Uh, in addition to that, if I were given the option for a long trip or a longer flight wherein I would have to, would want to get some rest or at least try to get some rest, yeah. Yeah. I would probably pay because I don't think it's that much more to travel in the section they're proposing. I don't know. I didn't yeah. see the, the, yeah. the airs. The thing that bothers me is uh, the kicking of the chair. And, uh, yep. you know, like you, you can so, stop that. You can stop that. Like I like, normally hobbling when them when I'm on a flight, I have headphones on anyway. So if there's any sort of excessive noise, yeah. it doesn't bug me at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I flew out to go to the Grand Canyon on the way out there, the lady in front of me, um, was kicking your seat. She was drunk as hell. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I didn't even notice until the end when I t- had to take my headphones I, and I was like, oh, this lady's bombed and uh but you know but i wouldn't have no i didn't notice it was at she all getting loud oh she was really and talkative oh. and really but she was um pleasant she was just drunk pleasant right you know right. what i mean but okay. like but if there's a kid kicking my chair you know mom or dad next to him has to be aware of that would you stuff. pay would you pay for a section that no, was kid? okay no it doesn't I, it doesn't bug me I, I you know years ago you guys remember that the, the lady next to me was uh, breastfeeding her kid and right she was all by herself would you and- pay more to sit <laughs> next to a woman <laughs> by the way yeah. when I first saw just the yeah. headline right yeah. it said airline launches adult only section <laughs> for international flight oh I had a different thing my high yeah. club yeah, yeah <laughs> totally um, here's where you can do it in peace so a translated version of the airline's press release said this zone on the plane is intended for travelers traveling without children and for business travelers who want to work in a quiet environment. Kathy, do they still do the adult swim at uh, the swim clubs? Ooh, I... That was a big thing when I was a sure. kid. That was. Yeah, me too. I, no kids in the like pool, in right? in the middle yeah. of the day, you mean? Mm-hmm. No, my pool doesn't do that. I think they do, like, in, they'll do a few evenings throughout the summer where the, you know, the kids have to leave maybe, like, an hour, two hours early, and then it's adults only. But I have not seen the adult swim during the day all, okay. all summer. The the way it worked at my pool was they would blow the whistle, and then they would go, adult swim! Would you guys do that when you were... They had it on the loudspeaker. They would okay. Go, all right, all right. Now it's time for the Adult Swim, uh, you know, kids out of the pool. Uh, kids 18 and under out of the pool for the next 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah I guess I'm leaving for 15 minutes. <laughs> but I just remember as a kid going, this is stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why, why would, and then you watch it, they were like, they're not doing anything. They're just standing there. They're just there. standing there. Yeah, yeah. They're not even doing backflips. Nothing. <laughs> they're old and wet. Yeah. <laughs> but at the pool that I belonged to as an adult, they had, they had a separate lap pool. <laughs> So I feel like they could have just done the adult swim in the lap pool and let the kids have the the kids pool. The the why or the whatever my... My wife is going to a pool for a while, uh, and it, it maybe it's some, in some way associated with Ray Kroc's family, or I don't know, maybe I'm probably getting it all wrong. Long story short, though, they had the Olympic-sized pool, or the, the pool with lanes for the yeah. adults, and then they had another pool that was like a little lazy river pool Ooh. that had all these sort of things going Around on. Here? And, and that was for the kids. Yeah, it's in, I want to say East Falls. Okay. But it's really cool. Yeah. I'm going to look this up. So, yeah, so they so they are going to have this um, this zone, and uh, obviously you pay a little bit more for it. And I, I like things like if you take the train, like if you're going to be on a fairly long train ride, the quiet car. I think that that is important. You know? Yes. Uh, especially if you are if you are trying to get some work done or you want to get some sleep or something like that, that's worth paying some extra. Hand job car would be great, too. Oh, yeah. Does it say quiet car? It does. Yes. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I, I recently. In very t- tiny print. 
I recently took SEPTA and I got on and like no one was talking, no one was saying anything. And I was on, I had my AirPods in and I was talking. I'm like, am I in the quiet car? I don't yeah, know. Outside of the, I am. On, on the actual side yeah. of the, uh, the, the actual train car, it says quiet car. Do you ever make a mistake on- and go in the loud car? No. I'm loving this ride. (laughs) Whoa, look at the time. At any point in time, somebody just has to be making noise. It's your turn. (laughs) (laughs) All of that. Uh, Hang on a second. I don't like the loud car. Let me go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Morning. I'm sorry about the guys at work today. No, what's up, man? You wanted to comment on the swim thing, right? Yeah, so uh, my swim club, uh, they still do the adult swim. Uh, Top of every hour uh, for ten minutes, man, and I love it. Okay, top ten of minutes every hour. Ten minutes doesn't hey, yeah. doesn't seem like a long amount of time, but does when you're a kid, kid it's yeah, an eternity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm saying for yeah. an adult, right? no, for an adult, it's yeah. not much. What I love best, I get the whole pool to myself. There might be like one or two other adults in there, and all the kids just sit along the side, and like you know, you can you can see them weeping. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Chris, don't don't you? Are they scowling at you? Uh, sometimes, yeah. like throwing some uh, like water balls at me, stuff like that, and I just collect them all in the middle. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, all yeah right, and, they, and all the kids lined up on Thanks, the side, Chris. and then the second you know yeah. it hit twelve ten or whatever it was, they all dive right in. <laughs> Kaboom! <laughs> all right, so this is a Turkish Dutch airline. For now, we'll see if other airlines um, pick up on this. Yeah. Well. All right, uh, let me see what else I can find in the junk drawer. All right, so this is a survey that was done, and they asked what the most iconic album cover of all time was. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, did you see the results? I, I purposefully did not check out the results. Okay. Uh, though, though I did agree with a lot of the ones that were in the running. Okay. What would you guys place? What do you, what do you think mm. the, oh, the greatest album cover of all time? Most iconic album cover of all I'm time? I'm going to, what I feel and what I think it, what I believe it might be, I would say um, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, but I would say the most iconic of all time, probably Dark Side of the Moon. Okay. I was oh, going to yeah. go Dark Side of the Moon. Are we, like, it, this is something we would know? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, definitely. My guess is never mind, but I, Dark Side is uh, Ooh, a great guess, too. too. Okay. I, I, I was going with uh, Dark Side when I first saw this. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, I also think as well. Abbey Road would be well, good. Well, that's what yeah. I, that was, oh, my, yeah. that was what I was okay. going to say. Yeah. Um, number one was never mind. Oh, wow. The most iconic uh, album cover of all time won uh, 44% by votes in the survey. Is that dude still sewing because he was a baby? I think, I think right. he has finally, <laughs> yeah. I think they uh, the, he's done it right. enough, <laughs> as many times as he can and he can't anymore from what I understand. With prejudice, that's what they call it. Right? Second on the list was Pink Floyd. Dark Side of the Moon. There and, we go. Uh, that will celebrate uh, 50 years since its release this year. Uh, by the way, a little bit behind uh, the uh, those two album covers, the idea for the Nirvana album cover, that was Kurt's. Uh, Kurt uh, uh, Cobain came up with that, and he got it while watching a television show about water births. Yeah. So that was his concept. Wow. That's a great yeah. concept. Um, and then the Dark Side of the Moon cover was produced by the design agency Duo uh, hypnosis, and they fo- it focuses on a prism refracting a beam of light. The meaning behind it has sparked much debate among fans, with some suggesting it is a symbol of personal and psychological darkness, while others think it represents intellectual thought and ambition. There really is no dark side of the moon. But Storm Thurgison, Thorgerson, uh, who was part of Hypnosis, revealed in 2013 uh, that Pink Floyd's onstage light show inspired it. Huh. While co-designer Aubrey Powell claimed it resulted from a prism 
prism on top of sheet music that she had seen. That's what it looked to me. That's what I think of as a, a prism, you know, separating the light. Well, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. But um, you know, this was just the uh, the interpretation of it and, and where the idea came from. Uh, David Bowie came in third. That's another great album. 1973 album, Aladdin Sane, and that made 34%. It's the one with uh, Bowie has his eyes closed. He's got the makeup yeah. uh, with the red and blue lightning bolt across his face. Um, and the brief was simple. Bowie wanted a flash, something reminiscent of the Taking Care of Business logo used by Elvis after returning to gigging in 1969. The shot was taken by Brian Duffy, became iconic the world around, and uh, so on. At the fourth place is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. 27% received. Originally conceived by Paul, the final design was staged by British pop artist Peter Blake and his then-wife Jan Hayworth and is a display of modern art that defines its era. I used to just stare at that album cover because yeah. there's so much going on, so many different people, and you yep. look at the uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe's depicted in there and a it's number of other celebrities. The band uh, surrounded by 58 influential people. Yeah. Uh, completing the top five most iconic album covers of all time is Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. Yeah. With 23%. And you remember we had the story uh, of the balls <laughs> yeah. that are hanging down there uh-huh. that uh, Mick is wearing. And Mick, Mick Fleetwood said he stole them off of a toilet in a pub. Yeah. And apparently it was from the, the chain that you pull down to flush the toilet. Mm-hmm. And they had the balls on the end of it. And he had them. And he just... He hung him on in his cross. And it became, an, as you said, an iconic photo. Yep. It is a great album cover. Sometimes simplicity, um, you know, gets it done. Yeah. And uh, other times, you know, you have something as busy as Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Other covers in the top 30 include Amy Winehouse's Back to Black. Uh, she's just sitting there behind a, a blackboard. So even though uh, albums and, and vinyl is, is as popular now as it's ever been, and maybe even eclipsing CDs and stuff like that, which it probably is, um, is the album cover still as impactful no. as it used to be. I remember that was as much... I purchased albums sure. predicated solely on the album cover. Yeah. This might be something I like. We bought an album uh, from a band called The Cramps Yeah, uh, because of the album cover alone, and then we listened to it, and we're like, this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the movie Wednesday came out, uh-huh. and Goo Goo Muck comes out and becomes yeah. this big hit that was on that album. Oh, wow. But at the time, like we were into metal and stuff like that, and we thought, we looked at this cover, we're like, yeah. that's oh. got to be a badass band. Yeah. And we put it on, and it was this weird... Punky, I don't. We couldn't explain it. You know, I bought like, from this the is terrible record section at Sears when they had it. I bought the album of the Olivia Newton John solely because she was one of the most beautiful Gorgeous. women I'd ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so other ones on this list are Beyonce's "I Am," Sasha Fierce, Sasha Fierce, uh, Gorillas' "Demon so Days," fierce. Uh, the Rolling Stones' "Sticky Fingers." Yeah, it's a classic one. Uh, Led Zeppelin's "Houses of the Holy" and Prince's "Purple Rain." What's your favorite album cover from your favorite band? My favorite album cover from the Beatles, then? Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Is it Sgt. Pepper? Mm-hmm. White it, album? It's one of... No, <laughs> no, not the white album. <laughs> Simple. Um, wow. That's a really good question. There's some good ones. Um, I'm inclined to say Rubber Soul. Um, that is a cool... It's uh, kind of a warped... Y- yeah. And it was in their, you know, 1966 kind of really cool look that they had. Okay. Um, it's simple. It's just them, but I, I, I just 
I always dug that. I thought it was pretty iconic. Did you, I like the, uh, the the two, the red and the black, the, the collection. Yeah, yeah the, the red best and the blue. Ups. Yeah, the best ofs where they, they took the picture and they're looking down from that balcony. And they remade it. They remade it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for, my, for my favorite, well, the, the, again, the Beatles would be. Yeah? Yeah, I, I, would, I would just go with, uh, I think you made a good choice of oh, rubber sole. Yeah. Appreciate that. What about you, Casey Fish? Billy Breathes. Okay. It's just a, oh, yeah. the face, it's right? It's a picture of face. Mike face. Gordon's face with his giant wonky nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a fish eye lens yeah. or something like that. Okay. For fish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nick, Dave <laughs> Matthews, no, Pearl Jam. Well, probably Pearl Jam. You know what kind of messed with me still is uh, Versus with the sheep on the cover and uh-huh. like getting stuck in between the fence there. Yeah. Um, I like the Yield cover. I thought that that was kind of cool. It's just sort of a Yield sign in the middle of nowhere. So, that Were was... you on radio when Yield came out by any chance? Yeah, no. Yeah. No, weren't you? Uh, we were on Y100. Yeah. No, I was not yet. Okay. okay. No, I was uh, in my uh, fifth senior year at that point. Okay. <laughs> because they had... That was uh, my favorite of my senior year. Yeah, yeah they had given out um, promotional okay. yield signs that were like, uh, like yeah. giant like vinyl stickers. Yeah, you know what MMR did was uh, air that entire record without Pearl Jam's permission and then put out a record to go <laughs> along with it that they gave away, uh, so it was uh, legal. Marissa, Foo Fighters, your favorite band? Uh, Casey and I were trying to figure out what your favorite band is. Yeah, I have a lot of favorite bands, but I I, what I really wanted to say was... Uh, mm. I, well, yes, there are another Bob one. Bob Dylan. I I would say Green Day, too, and I would say Dookie, but you guys uh, told a story about Nimrod that has made that my favorite. You, didn't um, the band come and, like, promote it? Oh, and yeah. And they were putting stickers oh, around? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right, yeah, yes. It was Trey. Trey Cool had these yellow stickers that said Nimrod on them, and he was walking around. We had, <laughs> uh, like, a platinum album uh-huh. and, and gold album. Uh, um, uh, uh, what do you call those? Uh, Frames. Uh, yeah, they're frames, but they're, um, anyhow, but yeah. yeah, they're records, but there's another name for them. <laughs> but anyway, he was going around, he was plopping uh, uh, the, these stickers on top of them, essentially ruining them. Yes. Uh-huh. And he was going through the, the office doing that. And uh, yeah, it was Don't interesting. Do that. I mean, that's punk. Sales yeah. awards. Yes. That's what they're oh, called. Yeah. Nice. Um, that is very punk. And uh, Kathy, you don't have a favorite band, so I'm not going to ask. Gabby Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Electric you two is probably you my really? favorite you band. I didn't. Uh, I, I oh. Did. Joshua Tree, maybe? That's well, a great album cover. Just to remind everybody that we're Kathy Romano's favorite band. <laughs> I, I mean, no I idea. just love them. I love him. Like, he's yeah. just so... Do you know and... this? Bono, what's I your favorite? It is before. it Fall Activities or... I love the Fall Activities. Summer Activities are awesome, especially going over there to Floral and Hardy. Yeah. And setting up some of my uh, succulents. Awesome. <laughs> they... they... They are one of my favorite bands, but not my favorite band of all time. Like, I think I should have lived, I've told you this, in, like, a different generation. Era, yeah. yeah, a different era. Yeah, for okay. sure. What would be your favorite album cover for them, then? Uh, from you 2 Yeah. Well, you know me. I didn't buy albums. So <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's just them. It's not really know. an album yeah, yeah, cover. Okay. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, take that for what it's worth. Those are the most popular. All right. Well, uh... See what else we got here? I love the Christmas activities too. In the junk, <laughs> in the junk nice. drawer. Oh, no. uh, across the U.S., the legalized marijuana industry is buckling under the strain of plunging prices, patchwork sales regulation, and burdensome taxes. Analysts and industry groups say. Wait a second. You're saying once the bureaucracy's got involved, it ruined everything. Yeah. That seems weird. All these issues are chipping away at the health of the industry uh, to the point where, uh, and this is from um, Cannabis Industry Association, the, or I'm sorry, Bo Whitney, who is a senior 
economist for the National Cannabis Industry Association. He said, I would describe the industry as in a crisis in the United States. Mm. This is unsustainable from an economic perspective. Yeah. Isn't I, that crazy? You, Casey, it was going to be, it was the gold rush initially. Yeah. And do you know, because of all of this, for example, in California, think uh, Nick, I think you might have mentioned this. It is the illegal drug dealers yeah, that, black are, that are profiteering as much, more so. Well, I was going to say the black market seems like, it, so the, the it seems to have had effect on the pricing in the black market because the people that I know, right. they're getting it from friends of theirs who are like growing it or whatever. And, you know, what used to cost, let's say, I don't know, press wasn't an ounce cost back in the day. A couple oh, hundred, man. you know? Yeah, a couple I just know, bucks. like a, a buddy of mine got announced for a hundred dollars. Wow. I'm like, What? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Prices uh, so have never been better. Currently, the recreational use of uh, cannabis is in, is legal in 23 states. Last year, uh, state-regulated medical and recreational pot sales topped $26 billion nationwide. But even while sales soar, dispensaries say eking out a profit is growing harder as a glut of weed production pushes prices lower, which is a boon for pot consumers, but a bane for growers and retailers. In California, dispensary chain MedMen once dubbed the Apple Store of Weed <laughs> teeters on the brink of financial ruin, while in New Jersey, a trade group warns the industry is sta- stagnating in a doom loop due to licensing delays. So that's what's happening. You get they've got to pay all these fees. They got to go through the licensing process. And mind you, you want to regulate it. You want to make sure that everything is sure. on the up and up. Yes, but they're over. At least this is a complaint from the industry is that they're over regulating things. And uh, because uh, it used to be like people point to uh, to Denver and go, oh, you know, the, the peripheral industry yeah. that that, that uh, crops up around it. Everyone's doing great because of it. Uh, and now that's not the case. The National Cannabis Industry Association warned in a report this month. Sadly, the legal cannabis markets uh, demanded by Countless Americans are on the verge of collapse if common sense practical reforms are not enacted urgently. Uh, because the marijuana industry is regulated independently in each state where it is legal, the specific issues uh, the industry faces from vary from state to state. You know what the industry needs? It needs their it needs their Ronald McDonald. It needs Captain Blackfinger. <laughs> Uh, because any excess supply is officially uh, trapped within the state, it is grown due to a federal ban on interstate sales of marijuana. So they're facing some issues. Um, when legal sales began in Oregon, a pound of cannabis might have gone for three thousand dollars wholesale, mm. and now Casey, it might cost a hundred bucks to a hundred and fifty. Oh my god! god. So it's oh my massive. God. So it's time to stock up <laughs> for the holidays. It's oh. interesting to me because I talk to my parents very openly about weed, and they yeah. spend about half the year in Colorado now, and um, it, not only precedent does it vary from state to state, even within states where it's legal, it can vary from municipality to municipality. So in Colorado, for example, my parents don't live that far from Fort Collins, where that's a college town. Colorado State is there. It's legal, and there are plenty of pot shops. Uh, Loveland, which is right next to Fort Collins, it's not legal there. Not that it's illegal, but they just don't have pot shops there. Mm. And, and so it's interesting to me to see where these places sprout up right. and where they are successful. By the way, just <laughs> my, my parents have some friends coming to visit this weekend, and I was talking to my dad the other night, and uh, their names are Joe and Candy. And Candy is a wonderful person, but she she chats a lot. And they're gonna all these all these people who are in their seventies are gonna get stoned this weekend. Uh, <laughs> first time? Oh uh, no, God, oh, no, 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 no. And my dad has had pain issues over the yeah. years, so he's actually had medical quite a bit. And my dad on the phone the other night, he's like, I don't know, I don't think I've ever been stoned with Candy before, but maybe <laughs> maybe it'll make her shut up. <laughs> yeah, get her, get her, her good, like like a ninety percent indica, yeah. and. Uh, yeah. and <laughs> 
That'll do it. Do you think um, any of the uh, like beer and liquor um, world is having uh, a say in this? Because if you figure like with the the legalization of it all, like who um, who's most likely to suffer? You know, as well, a result. Well, there's, there's a direct correlation that yeah. Uh, that yeah, some uh, alcohol sales have been down, and and they do kind of cite that. So I, I don't know about the liquor companies mm-hmm. are were original purchasers and investors in this. They own your competition. Right. And so that's what they did. All right, I want to do one more story and then we're going to have to take a break. All right, I got one. Um... If you if you hate uh, paper straws, this is for you. A European study I do. said that they contain uh, forever chemicals mm-hmm. that can take thousands of years to break down and have been linked really? to cancers, thyroid, and liver problems. Yay. Right. right, and you know what? They just simply are horrible they straws. Suck. They they um, whatever you, about them. I don't yeah. care. I can go either way. They don't bother me. Yeah, but, uh, same. Yeah. I, I am. Oh, there's a dear family member died. Because <laughs> oh, well, then I'm anti now. Went right through his skull. Uh, these did, forever chemicals, right? I, earlier this week, I had a story about um, water in yeah. New Jersey, and the, so, it's the same thing. It's same the, stuff. It's the same uh, chemical, this forever chemical, and it can have, like, you know, certain levels of it. It's also right. a Bob Dylan song, Forever Chemicals. Uh, researchers studied 39 different brands of straw and found that 90% of the paper ones contained chemicals known as poly and perfluorolical yeah. substances. That along Hong Kong. Uh, PFAS, you can just call it. Uh, yes, PFASs. What is this? How many <laughs> uh, forever chemicals. <laughs> before you he can call use him a straw. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Sticking me hard trying to get the milk shaking your mouth. <laughs> but the straw collapses and you get none. Kathy, I need to ask you your cleaning expertise because uh, my daughter uses um, uh, like a, either metal straws or those uh, like the. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what that material is. It's like a gel. Is it a space age polymer? It's not a space age polymer. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, not. Um, silicone. Silicone. That's what's. All right. How do you clean those? You got to get. Um, they have like. Remember the, remember brush? the baby. Yeah. Remember yeah. the baby bottle brushes? It's that, but it's smaller. And it goes Triple all B. the way into the straw. That's a pain in the ass. No, it's not. That. I'd so rather you, kill sea turtles. No, no, it's not. Case I keep it literally right next to my sink, and I in like a little drawer. I open it, clean it. It's because what otherwise you, you are you are going to get straws. the little mold um, spots in there. Do you know why the metal straws have become an issue? Why they're they're saying you need to be careful because people will literally. Blind, the the straws will go into their eyes. As well, they're, going, they're idiots. I mean, yeah. the yeah. forks are more dangerous than that, yet. you know? Yeah. Uh, so they were found in the majority of the straws tested and were most common in those made of paper and bamboo. The only PFAS-free straws were stainless steel ones. Uh, PFAS chemicals are potentially harmful to people, wildlife, and the environment. Uh, they break down very slowly over time, persisting over thousands of years, and have been associated with a number of health problems, including lower response to vaccines. Lower birth weight, thyroid disease, a bunch of other things. Uh, so uh, they are used to make everyday products from outdoor clothing to nonstick pans, resistant to water, heat, and stain. So, listen, it's the same stuff that you have in your nonstick pans. You're getting this stuff as well. Ah, you're dying. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, so they, they're not quite as. Um, What's the word? Not environmentally conscious, I guess, but as uh, as initially thought of. But now they've 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 started to do this study. So uh, your best bet, if you if you're concerned for the environment and plastic straws and things like that, is doing using the metal straw. Yeah. Reusable too. Re- that's yeah, why they yeah, yeah. 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 Just clean the inside of them. Just clean it with yeah. a, a straw brush. Yeah. Uh, all right, and. 
Closer to the back to school A to Z, which begins today, friend. It's a couple of weeks' journey through the MM archives, and we get to start it around 9 o'clock. We'll take a break and come back with a bizarre file. Stay with us. Don't drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, hmm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, before we do the B-File, I have a shard out. I'm going to do that. I got this email from Amanda Kraft. She said, hey, P-Buds. Yeah. Uh, I wrote you over a little over a year ago about my son, Liam, who was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis at the age of six. Uh, we went to the Take Steps event last year. Both of my children supported the Shark Break Kids <laughs> delivering that sweet porcelain music shirts. And we missed this year's event due to Liam's baseball schedule. Turns out he's pretty darn good at it. Uh, she says, Liam has a routine follow-up EGD and colonoscopy on Friday tomorrow and we're prepping all day Thursday. Turns out that it's also meet the teacher day right in the middle of it and he's going to go into third he's going into third grade and my daughter Emma will be in the first grade wish us luck and and she said uh, we've uh, banded together as a family and we'll be sticking with a liquid diet along with him and my daughter volunteered herself to do it as well as Liam's dad and I have chose a loose definition on a liquid diet, beer, vodka and whiskey counts, right? Uh, My request is for a shout out for Liam for taking this prep with no complaints and one for my daughter for wanting to prep along with him. So that's really nice. Uh, so two shards, if you would, please. One for the daughter. Too. And Great. then, Steve, she says, my son loves Steve so much that he came up with a knock-knock joke for him. Oh, cool. Right. Let's do it. All right. So will you participate with yes, me? Yes. Knock. Knock. You, okay, yeah. All right. Knock-knock. Who's there? You. You who? You! That's damn good. That is good. And uh, she said, and yes, Nick can still suck it because you who's are one of the gods, <laughs> one of God's gift to us. <laughs> So that's from Amanda Kraft. Oh. And uh, Liam, we wish you well, man. Good Hang luck. in there. That's prepping's, wonderful. Prepping's yeah. not fun. No. Not fun. All right, we will do the Bizarre File now. Here we go. No. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. 
Brought to you by Dermatology Associates of Plymouth Meeting, recruiting recruiting for an eczema study to test a topical medication. Ages two and older can register. Compensation may be available for time and travel. PlymouthMeetingDermatology.com. This is a wild story. A convicted rapist who authorities say used a jet ski during an escape from an Arkansas prison last year was arrested Tuesday in West Virginia. Samuel Paul Hartman was arrested along with his wife, his mother, and his mother's boyfriend at a hotel in Lewisburg. Family activities. Listen to this. The, the women are accused of helping Hartman escape in August 2022 from East Arkansas Regional Unit. Hartman was on a work detail in a field near the detention facility when a pickup truck with the women inside approached. Several gunshots were fired at a corrections officer from the waiting vehicle as Hartman ran to it. The vehicle fled to two jet skis that were staged near the Mississippi River not far from the prison. Police have said the abandoned jet skis were found on the Mississippi side of the river and that a witness reported seeing one man and two women riding them. So they all got all on, on the, jet, the skis. jet skis. Investigators later determined that Hartman's mother had ties to West Virginia and arrested along with Hartman were his wife, 39-year-old Misty Hartman, his mother, Linda Annette White, and Rodney Trent, identified uh, as White's boyfriend. It's a handsome-looking family up here, Preston. Yeah. Just, uh, not the kind of people you expect would uh, try to uh, escape their prison sentence on jet skis. Trent faces felony charges of harboring a sex offender and assisting Hartman and the two women. The marshal's service said uh, that uh, they didn't know what the they don't know what the charges are for Misty Hartman is in Whiteface. Just yeah, yet. yeah. Uh, Hartman, by the way, was sentenced to life in prison in 2013 for a rape conviction. So he was a lifer and uh, made a pretty dramatic escape. What a boldly stupid uh, plan. Yeah. Uh, but they got away with it yeah, for, did, for yeah. like a year or so, yeah. and they, they eventually tracked him down. Uh, beekeeper Michael Barber woke up on Wednesday morning several calls from police looking for help after five million bees <laughs> yeah. fell off a truck in Canada. Whoa. Five million. The hives were being transported when these straps holding them in place came loose, allowing them to slip free. Mr. Barber said he arrived to a pretty crazy cloud of bees who were very angry, confused, and homeless. Uh, drivers were told to keep their windows up and pedestrians to stay away. The scene in Burlington, Ontario, was unlike anything Mr. Barber has experienced in his 11-year career. At the same time, police put out a public call on social media urging people to stay away from the area, which is about an hour south of Toronto. Uh, the bees were in their hives, packed up on the back of a truck and being transported to their wintering location when the accident happened. As soon as Mr. Barber heard from police, he put out a call to other beekeepers for an additional help uh, and about a dozen beekeepers eventually helped corral the insects. After a few hours, most of the bees uh, were able to find their hives, Mr. Barber said, but a few hundred bees did not survive the accident. Some beekeepers were also stung. The truck driver of the truck was stung more than a hundred times. Jeez. Uh, paramedics were nearby and said he was not seriously injured okay. after that, but five... La-dee-da-dee-da-dee-da. Million bees. That's unbelievable. Uh, A man in Nebraska was pulled over for driving down a highway in a compact car with a massive Watusi bull. 
sitting in the passenger seat. You guys have got to what? see the photos so, of this. So, Watusi's horns are gigantic. Yeah. They're just absolutely huge. An officer from the Norfolk Police Division received a call at about 10 a.m. on Wednesday reporting a man driving with a cow riding shotgun. <laughs> what the hell? What? That, that, so, that's how big their their horns are. They're just enormous. Believe it unless you see it. It yeah. doesn't look real. Police <laughs> Captain Chad Ryman uh, said uh, they thought it was going to be a calf. Something small or something that would actually fit inside the vehicle. Where are we going? Photos show the immense black and white bull named Howdy Doody casually riding in the small modified car with his hulking shoulders head and monster horns sticking up from where the half of the roof and windshield used to be. Can I pick what we listen to? The passenger side door had been replaced with a metal barred guardrail that's typically found in a cattle enclosure. (laughs) As a result, the officer performed a traffic stop and addressed some of the traffic violations that were occurring with that particular situation. Police identified the driver of the vehicle as Lee Meyer. Uh, Where are you taking this bull? The officer wrote him some warnings. Uh, There were some citable issues with that situation and the officer chose to write him a warning and ask him to take the animal back home and to leave the city. I mean, he was able to drive, but how much does that thing weigh? Oh, yeah. And you can see yeah. when when there's a, a shot of them driving down the road how far that car is leaned over to that side. But it's got to be 2,000 2, pounds. 2, yeah. pounds. Yeah. Uh, Meyer and Howdy Doody headed back home <laughs> afterwards. It's got to weigh, you know, more than half the weight of that car. car, probably. It's insane. Uh, a man in Connecticut discovered a bag containing nearly $5,000 in cash in a bank parking lot, kept it, and now he faces third-degree larceny charge three months later. They finally yeah. caught up to him. Robert Withington found the money near a bank on May 30th and kept it, believing that he had, quote, no obligation to return it. Yeah, that's the law, right? Uh, the bag had been accidentally Whatever you find, you get to keep. Outside the bank and uh, picked it up, and detectives conducted an investigation, found out Whittington had the money, and charged him with third-degree larceny, which is a felony punishable by, by up to five years in prison fines. He insists he didn't intend to commit the crime and added, this is like a crock of baloney. <laughs> crock of baloney. I found money, and now it's probably going to cost me money. Yeah. How does that happen? He doesn't quite understand it. So there you go. <laughs> uh, let's see, and we'll do one more story, and we will wrap it up. Yeah, here we go. A North Carolina woman is facing false report and other charges after police say she sent anonymous messages to a friend, and the Department of Social Services saying that she had been attacked and killed. So she, she and no one would believe her. Yeah. Maggie Sweeney was arrested on Can Monday. I get some help here? I've been murdered. And released on a written promise to appear in court. Police began their investigation as a missing persons case after she was reported missing Friday. Police said it in a Facebook post. Uh, they had initially received information that seemed to indicate Sweeney was endangered or deceased. Sergeant Randy Dula d- conducted the investigation after Sweeney was found safe. There continued it after he was found. Sa- she was found safe the next day. I'm not safe. I'm dead. Uh, the police chief said later that same day he developed information that Sweeney had used a third-party text app to send the fraudulent text to her friend in the Department of Social Services that she had been assaulted and or was deceased. Mm -hmm. Her actions caused our department as well as other departments many hours of work, which could have been spent on other matters. Her first district court appearance is coming up on September 7th. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for now. Uh, Let's take a break. Come back in just a second. Don't forget, we give away our Word of the Week prize today. That'll be at the end of the program, so if you've collected those letters, make sure you stay with us for the duration. We'll be back in just a moment. We're once again honing our skills in the art of alphabetizing. 
MMR's Back to School A to Z returns. It's a can't-miss annual tradition where we play back thousands of different songs alphabetically by title. It's week's worth of hits, album tracks, those oh-wow songs, and many titles of dubious artistic merit. Preston and Steve kick it off this morning at 9. NMR's Back to School A to Z from the station whose IQ test came back negative. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So we're heading into a holiday weekend. Yes. Uh, the last hurrah of the summer. Actually, the summer weather continues because by the time we get to Monday, it's going to be 95 degrees. Uh, but this weekend's looking fantastic. I mean, d- today is going to be the highest 78, right? Yeah, oh. and then tomorrow, sunshine in 80, uh, 83 and sunny on Saturday. Uh, warming up in the low 90s on Sunday. That's but, fine. But sunny, no rain. And then Monday, 95 degrees. Uh. But we're getting uh, we're getting that that last of summer, but, but, you know, we'll be back to work shortly after that. But, yeah, on Labor Day, yeah, 95 degrees in sunshine. So, this might be the, uh, you know, the, the traveling weekend, or, or or you're finally getting down to the shore, or this is your last time headed to the to the shore, if that's where you go, or the mountains, or wherever it happens to be. Nick's traveling today. Pierre's traveling. I'm traveling. You're traveling. Going to St. Louis for a wedding this week. Have, huh? you, uh, have you checked um, flights or anything? Because I was a little nervous about the hurricane. Mine seems to be on time. Okay, that's good. I checked it this morning. I'm flying southwest, and uh, it it uh, it said on time. I don't always believe that yeah, until no. I get there. Because time is relative. Um, we know because of the multiverse. That's true. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And Einstein. Yeah, yeah. But um, but of of the beach, and we'll go to to travel and stuff here in just a second. But I saw this interesting uh, survey and results. They uh, it was. Um, for beachgoers, uh, they surveyed uh, 2,000 Americans. 84% say that going to the beach is a necessity during the summer. And what I found was interesting is one out of six beachgoers find sand in their clothing at least a week after their trip. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Right. I'll find it in, like, in, in specific, like, bags or whatever, like, yeah. <laughs> in December. Yeah, it sticks around. It gets it gets in those little nooks and doesn't go away. And my car too, like yeah. the, the little like you know crevices. Sometimes you can't get perfectly when you go you know vacuum your car. Oh yeah, yeah. if you ever go also if you go like, to the Caribbean or you go down to where the the the, the sand is like uh, you know flour, uh, you'll find that stuff forever. Yeah. I had to go to North Carolina years ago, and I had a crack in the back of my bumper, and so my buddy got married on, uh, so you get to, I don't remember the name of the town, but at a certain point, the road ends, and in order to get to the houses, you have to drive on the beach. Right. So I drove on this beach for miles and miles and miles, and I had a crack in the bumper of the car that I was driving, and so much sand ended up getting caught in that bumper, that it was coming out of the bumper for weeks after (laughs) I had gotten back. That makes sense. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I was talking to Steve Vasilotti from our sister station, MGK, yesterday. He's uh, going to do a uh, an Outer Banks trip, and I've I've never been there. But he said where they're going to the the particular area they're going to be is in the most nor- northern por- por- portion of uh, of this Outer Bank area, and he has to drive forty five minutes south yeah. to get the bridge, and then drive forty five oh, minutes yeah. back up north. Yeah. There's, yeah. Only yeah. There's, There's only, only one, one way, way on, right. and yeah. he's going all the way up. I think it's called Corolla. He's going all the way up, so you basically, yeah, you have to come in, and then you got to drive back up to get uh, to that little town. I've, I've yep. heard so many people who love the Outer Banks and 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 talk about it glowingly. But then you get him on the, tr- to the topic of getting there. Uh, yeah, well, and anyone they go he was saying nuts. It's, it's a two lane road, yeah. and it's uh, there's it's 
kind of like the keys. If you're you're on that, you have nowhere yeah. to go. There's nowhere else to go. There's yeah. no other road to take. And anybody who goes to the Outer Banks, they leave at like two, yeah. three in the morning. Like that's what like he's doing. Extremely yeah. early hours to try to get there. Yes. To beat it, my neighbors go every year, and they actually leave uh, the night before. They stop somewhere halfway. Uh-huh. They stay overnight, and then they still get up at that like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning <sighs> to get there before the traffic, so they can get wow. to their destination without sitting in it. But then, if you did it right, you got a house on the beach with a pool, yep. everything you need. You're yeah. just you're you're in paradise as far as just letting loose and not doing anything goes. I don't know if this is still the case, but it used to be you could get much more house uh, for a much cheaper price in the Outer Banks, and that was why a lot of yeah. people des- decided to go there. Jersey Shore, relatively, is expensive, right. and yeah. people like, and it is a drive. I mean, you you know, you got to prep yourself to get down there, but it, I, I think you, it's a lot more bang for the buck. More bang for the buck, but also you, it, it's it is cost prohibitive to do it by yourself. So oh. you, you'll see a lot of families, yeah, yeah, uh, getting Damn. together. Because they're like big houses. Oh, they're huge, like you know, yeah. ten bedroom houses with yeah. you know with all that stuff. And and that's like my buddy got married down there, and that's exactly what they did. Is they had a whole bunch of people stay in one house, and I had actually heard it's actually. It takes you less time to get down there from, like, the Jersey Shore. If you were to take the ferry, the the Cape May Lewis ferry, over to the Lewis, Delaware and go from there, okay. it's only just a, uh, a few hours. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that being a, a bit of a shortcut. Staying home yeah, is... drive two hours option. to get to... <laughs> no, but if you were down there already or something oh, like right. that, yeah. Um, but uh, you were asking about... Oh, so the my buddy's uh, sister has a house down there, and they said uh, that rentals this year were off big time down there. Uh, yeah. As far as not selling out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but I, I don't know if I. Now that we we've got a, a residence and the yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you're, you're a wild guy. Go. That's yeah. your no. thing. That's what yeah. you, you do. And, it, and and you also, if you make the investment, you want to use it. I mean, oh, yes. everybody I know who has a once you get it, like a and there's so many people I know. It depends. It doesn't whatever your financial status is. People have uh, have had houses grandfathered to them or whatever, yeah. or but, you get a condo or whatever. Or a maybe, condo. Yeah. So once you have that, that's what you do. Yeah. Well, and also if you're going to go to another beach town, you want it to be significantly different than what you have. Like Agreed. I don't, I don't think that the Outer Banks is all that much different. Than than Jer- I, listen, I know it's different than the Jersey Shore, but not that <laughs> that you would not go to your house and go down there and rent a house. Right. This is so different. <laughs> but uh, those houses are pretty damn cool. Yeah. 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 The houses look oh, absolutely yeah. awesome. Usually have a pool too. By the way, according to this article, in case you guys were wondering, beachgoers are looking forward to swim, sunbathe, surf, snorkel, and read. Wait, repeat mm. that. I want to yeah, get they're, a pen. They're looking forward to swimming, swimming sunbathing, sunbathing, surfing, surfing, surfing snorkeling, snorkeling, and reading. And Reading, got it. Good. Yeah, so that's um, you've got now. You have, I have your some activities list. now. Yeah. yeah. Of, of those lists uh, or the, those activities on that list, Preston, where do you think around here? Or where's the closest place you can actually do some decent snorkeling? Is it the Keys? Is it uh, Delaware? No. Well, you Delaware good, River. I mean, you can snorkel there, Steve. You're absolutely correct. Is it's, it a, it's like a big game of hide and seek. Is it all enjoyable? I mean, how far south do you have to go before you? Actually that's enjoy a good it? question. I I gotta believe it's all the way down to Florida. Florida. Yeah. I know that. I know that uh, as far as diving goes, I started looking into further north uh, locations and. The only thing I really saw was off the coast of North Carolina because they have all these uh, wrecks. Oh right, yeah, uh, and it's it's the, some of the best wrecks. Best diving. place for me to die while diving. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, as far as snorkeling and being able to actually see, yeah, I, I'd say all the way down to Florida somewhere, and, and the Keys are great because 
there's lots of uh, reefs. I mean, Bermuda, you could. So, but I mean, you know, but uh, South Carolina, I guess. But I think you're right. If you're going to be serious about it, Florida. Uh, Hang on a second. Uh, Chrissy moved to the Outer Banks in April. Hi, Chrissy. Good morning. (laughs) Hey, good morning. How you guys doing? Good. So you live there now. So I was one of your coolest teachers the first year you did it, and I was living in South Jersey in Tim Creek. And so because of that recognition, did fame and fortune come your way? (laughs) Yes, and I just had to get out of town. No, really, but... We were actually, um, we sold our house at the Jersey Shore and decided, you know what, you only live once. Uh, my daughter's a freshman in high school and she was ready to go. And um, she's a softball player, so softball's really big down here. Yeah. I have off, and I have off from school today and tomorrow because of the storm. But we <laughs> freaking love it. Oh, you love the, out- so living there year round, you love it. Love it. Now, now it is true. Now, the kids where you were talking about at the Corolla, the beach, they actually take a ferry to the high school that I now work at. Oh, no. no. Oh, my gosh. Kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the horses are, too. The, Could you swim horses if go you, to school? You know, like walkers. Could you swim if you wanted to? No, I was going to jet okay. ski, actually. Okay, jet ski. That's, yeah, that's more like Well, it. so what about uh, as far as getting around? We were talking earlier about, you say, so you have the ferry, but I mean, w- when you're on, se- when you're in season, I assume it's much more congested, but is it relatively desolate when it is off season? Yes. Okay. It's a lot slower. It is definitely a lot slower. I, of course, this is my first year going into out of season. So what I've heard was it is a lot slower. But let me tell you, last last weekend, all Philadelphia, all all Pennsylvania, New Jersey license plate. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's cool. <laughs> Did yeah. your daughter watch Outer Banks before you guys moved to the Outer Banks, and that's oh why God, she yes. wanted to move to the Outer Banks? Oh yes. Okay. Oh, oh yes, big time, big time. And if you've ever read the book, um, what is it? Uh, where the Crawl Dads Sing? Yeah, yeah. I feel like. I feel, yeah, I feel like that's where I live. I didn't read the book, but they, they made it into a movie. So, um, All right. Uh, okay, well, that's cool. Totally amazing. You, it, listen, the people at the beach don't sit on top of each other. They spread out. May, may, may I ask you the, 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 the ballpark range of the house that you purchased, price-wise? Yeah, um, just under nine hundred thousand. Okay, yeah. But so it's okay. a smaller. It's a smaller home. But like I said, we took the money from our shore house and just put it right over. Sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So then that's the benefit. It's much more expensive and smaller. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the Jersey Shore. No, I, I know what you're talking about. Listen, yeah, it's cool that you found it and you're enjoying it. That's awesome. You, you you pulled the trigger and you made the right decision. So congratulations and thanks for once, thanks right? for continuing to listen to us down there. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys, and have a great rest of your day, and enjoy your weekend. You too. Bye-bye. That's the one she mentioned, one thing, though, uh, the storm. Yeah. Yeah, Always a consideration. You have to think about. Um, But uh, going on to another thing, Steve, you had mentioned, um, uh, or, or, you know, the the fact that we're traveling. Uh, Some of us are headed out of town this weekend, and obviously this is a big travel weekend. There was an article that both Steve and I saw the other day, and it was there was some video accompanied with it, and it was people that were on cruises yeah. that did not come back in time for departure, and they're standing down on the dock going, we're here, we're here, and the, the boat the is, ship is leaving, pulling oh, away. Wow. So, and so you're this- just... You're just screwed at that point. This resonated with me because we took a uh, Tauk River cruise uh, for our summer vacation. First vacation like that that I've taken in a while. Multiple ports, multiple 
times of disembarkation, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. Um, so, but the the state of the art has gotten much different from when years ago, you know, when I was going on cruises with my father and the family. Um, the first off, you everyone has a card that gets scanned as you go on board and you leave. And I remember Claire and I confused up the cards and when I I gave the card to the guy to scan it he goes this isn't you so so they know immediately when you they they know who's left and they know who hasn't returned Uh but they say in every port they give you the cut off time let me ask you a question is there is there an option to have an app where you get an alert to remind you, disembarking in yes. 30 minutes or something yes. like that? Yes, You do? Yeah, okay. you, you, you can do that. That can help. But most everyone knows, uh, you know, they, they get it. Now, and because you're traveling along the river in that situation, they can actually get you down if you don't get back sure. to the ship in time. Right. That what we saw were people going on an ocean cruise. Yep. And there's you're, uh, my question is, what do you do? Do 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 cruise lines offer? I mean, because it's got to be very expensive to get someone out to a ship in transit. I I would believe that you are left to you're screwed, your right? own devices, and you're going to have to find a place to stay and, and all their a, stuff, and a way to get back, and all their stuff, all on their the stuffs ship. on the ship. Oh man! Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. I mean, what do you do? I don't know. I've never, I've never missed a flight. No, uh, never, never have. I've never missed a uh, uh, any kind of. Uh, You're like Pierre. You know, just I have a perfect record, uh, like Pierre. Uh, no, but I. You guys ever missed a flight? No, I don't think so. Or been left off a ship? No. no. So I, no, I get so chronically. Nervous. Me too. Uh, I leave such a huge buffer. I'd rather be back with plenty of time than cut it close. And Steve, I'm I'm the same as you. I I, I would much rather get there early, and so much so that there was a time where I, I was going somewhere in the last couple of years, and I had left something critical at home, like my yeah. passport or whatever. But I left so early to get to the airport, yeah, I was able to turn around, get back, get that, and then eventually make it back back I, down. I wonder what the rules are concerning cruise lines. So you're, you're you know they have these new mega ships. It leaves port. And and in the case that we saw, Preston, it was literally 40, 50 yards off the... Sh- off yeah, it wasn't uh, far. Yeah. It wasn't so far at all. It just left. They were closing up everything. But that was it. Once they were underway, they were underway. Yeah, I would hope that they would. They would now have you know, kind of like when we're um, you're at when we're at Universal, and yeah. you can go on the app and it says, "Hey, it's only a thirty minute wait right. for the Velocicoaster," uh, and you can get over there. I would think that that technology would be available to say, you know, uh, departing in thirty minutes, right. arrive now, you know, uh, and just to, to warn you, Marissa, have you missed some stuff? Uh, well, first off, the um, the ship, I I almost recall this happening when I was on a cruise, and the people of met the ship in the next port. Okay, so they managed to get to the next port. Yes, and we're okay, able to get on. And then they could get yeah. on there. I could see that happening. Yeah. But if that's your, you know, if you're going to one island in the Bahamas and turning around and coming back. <laughs> so what if you're leaving, like, you're doing a cruise down to the Caribbean and you're en route for two or three days, right? Yeah. You're, you're, the ship is, I mean, d- does that even exist as an option and how... I assume it would be crazy expensive. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, if you're going from island to island, right, and you're not just staying in the Bahamas, but you're going from, you know, different countries, essentially. Right. And you don't have your passport on. Oh, you have- man. <laughs> it would be on the... Well, you know I wonder what? if you can get off without a passport, or do they yeah. allow you? Yeah. Well, you yeah. can get off. Think- well, some of them, because, like, when if you go to different countries, you have to. You actually get it stamped when you... Yeah, because you're going to... Yeah. You're going, you're going to- through... You have to... Kind of go through customs. Correct. Yeah. So okay. when we did the job cruise, we were going to different countries, but we did not. Now, um, what I do is anytime I 
I take off, um, you know, and I, I have the passport back in locked in the cabin. I have a copy, a photo yeah, yeah, copy I of the passport with me. Yeah, that's mm. a good idea. I've absolutely missed flights, though. You have missed flights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Casey, one of them was, do you remember you were driving me to the airport? And this was so long ago. I went to Bonnaroo in like 2005. Mm -hmm. And we made it all the way to the airport. And then we made it right where you go under the 26th Street Bridge. Mm -hmm. And there was an accident. Oh. And it was just like, we were that close. But yeah. you, we were that close. You, and we, were, we couldn't even like move off the highway to get like around and to go another way. Like we were just. I mean, you, you prepare, you prepare well away. in advance. You, you pack a half hour before you leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually though, I mean, I've gotten to the airport and literally walked through the gate and right onto the plane. Wow. Like in New Orleans, when I went last year for like 24 hours, it was, it was like a 5.30 a.m. flight and I knew there wasn't going to be any delay. So I got right through the airport, went through TSA there and then just they were boarding. I entered the line. I was like one of the last people on and just got my seat went to bed. So I am I'm already nervous this morning because <laughs> yeah. we booked this the today's flight a little too close for comfort but it's the only one that we could get. Yeah and it's a function you're Sort of obliged to yeah, attend. Yeah, my, my buddy's uh, daughter's getting married, and we and so we got to get out there. And so, like, uh, we're, we're going to be ending the show just a smidge early today, so so we can try to get there. I'm. Do you want to back it up by by booking uh, on a ship as well, just to make sure you probably have two should do that? <laughs> yeah, but no, it's like going to be it's it's too close for comfort for me because I'm thinking like Marissa with that car accident. What if something like that happens? It's not just it takes me this amount of time to get from here to there. Right. It's like what can happen in between here and. That that's it. Can we get a helicopter? Uh, we can take it. We can do that. Yeah. We can do that. <laughs> yeah. Helicopter right over here. I used to travel like that, like Marissa said, like just if if I could walk up to the gate and they're boarding in like five minutes, that would be perfect for me. But now it's just, it's too stressful to yeah. do it that way. Like and I'm okay to get there early, sit down, have a drink. There's stuff to do at the airport. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like you're, you're. what am I going to do? Right. I, no. The airport's fun. With I would go hang out at time. the airport even without a flight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this though, and then there's an article I sent you, President, and we may not have time to, to delve fully into it, but it suggested arriving late is actually better for you if you are looking for those bump ups and those really? deals. That the, yes, and it runs completely contrary yeah. to what I've always... I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to arrive late. But they suggested that if you're not exploring that and you have the latitude to do it and you eventually do, you might find that you're getting better offers and better deals mm. because you're arriving later. I'm going to go to some calls. We have uh, Mitch. Hi, Mitch. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How hey, you doing? Great. What's up, man? Um, you were talking about cruisers and being left behind on the port. Yes. And um, the way the, the cruise lines do it is that if you're left behind, it's your responsibility on your own money, your own expenses to get to the next port. And that's where they'll pick you up. So it's sort of understood when you uh, when you sign off or purchase, I assume it's maybe on, on, on the ticket or the, the boarding passes or somewhere. I assume it's pa posted that that obligation is up to you at your own expense, correct? Exactly. Huh. And, you know, there's there's a lot of different things to think about. Um, the cruise lines will usually tell you to be back like an hour before the cruise is supposed to leave. Um, and the other important thing is that um, they always tell you to go by ship time, not don't go by local time because, you know, times oh. change depending on where you're going. Okay. It's, it's funny you should mention that because on, on the river cruise, they, they did make sure that we always knew what the ship time was. Not that we were traveling, but just to know right. that everyone yeah. had the accurate time. Steve, did it? Exactly. 
exactly. very Thanks. a bit like it's, it's, not really. No, okay. we, we, but but it, people have they were coming from different parts of the country uh, and different parts of the world, I should say, and so they were it, whether they had set their times correctly or mm. wanted to make sure that everyone had synchronized. Basically, did, did you go through different time zones when you were in Europe? No. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I, yeah. So, they, but they did still. They they made sure that you knew the yeah. time they were going off. Right. Of, yeah. And they would remind everybody, regardless, this our time right now. Right. Yeah. But you don't need an app, and you don't actually even need to know what the time is on the ship. You just need to know how many hours you have yeah. after you leave the ship, because you can set timers on your phone. You, you know, know what they do also, Case, is because so much of what you, in that case, you're leaving and you're going on ship-run excursions. Mm-hmm. So they're making sure right. that you have an over... Some, but a lot of people did just kind of go off and wander around, yeah. and, and there were one or two people that cut it close. But I'm like, I'd be, I'd be crapping myself. I'm gonna go to I'm doing it right now. Mark, hey Mark, morning. Gadgets, guys. Gadgets, buddy. All right, so you got a story. It's not a cruise ship. It's a different kind of ship. Yep. So uh, I was in the Navy, uh-huh. and I know a couple guys who were out on out in the town in port, and they missed the departure of the ship. So okay, so they were on sort of like leave, and then they they missed the ship. What did they do? Uh, luckily, we were doing uh, like joint exercises, so there were other navies there, mm-hmm. and they were set to depart the next day. They ended up hitching a ride on one of their ships and getting brought over by a helicopter. So when you're oh, when you're helicopter. when you're so do you just stand on the pier and, and, and hold your thumb out <sighs> in hopes that a ship will pick you up? Mark, how much trouble did they get in for that? Uh, big trouble. I don't think they were allowed off the ship for. At least the next three ports, and then after wow. that, they had to be with a uh, chief or above. So right. I wonder. So uh, well, is thanks, there Mark. is there any consideration? Because in the video we saw, Preston, they were literally yards away from the pier. Uh, is there anything, <laughs> or is it once that has been the the the, the, the gangplank? I guess they call it has yeah. been disconnected. That's it. I would think so. Well, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna go to Kyle, who worked on a cruise ship for thirteen years. He could probably answer that question. Hey, Kyle. Good morning. Hey, good morning to see you. Good morning, it. <laughs> hey, all right. So Steve just asked the question. They're pulling away. They've already. They've the gangplank is gone. Uh, the ship is starting to pull away, but it's only pulled away a little bit. There's no way they're coming back, right? Not a chance. <laughs> that gangway. The second that gangway lifts an inch off the pier, it is too late. Yeah, too late. Yeah, because because they have uh, they have protocol. They have, yeah. they have uh, a, a series of steps that have to take place in order for all these things to happen. And if you mess that up, I assume that their mistakes can be made, and they don't want to take that chance. So, Kyle, in a case where someone absolutely has to get back on that ship, say that they're they're somebody or a family member who's who they're caring for or whatever. Let's say extraordinary circumstances. How can that be achieved? And and have you ever had a situation that you witnessed where that happened? Where Someone was brought out on a boat or helicoptered. I don't even know what the possibilities would be. So only actually, it's funny you bring that up. There was one time I do remember that the uh, the parents were on a cruise with their kid. The parents went off on an excursion and they left the kid with in the youth center on board. Oh no! And the, and the parents, <laughs> they, the ship waited an extra hour <gasps> waiting for these parents to show up, and eventually they were able to contact them and said, "Listen, you got to." You're going to have to come to the next port. They managed to get to the pier just after the ship left, and the ship actually kind of just held position, dropped the lifeboat, and went over and picked up the pair. Wow. Wow. That's the only time. Wow. I didn't know that, uh, you know, like a lifeboat, then how do you get on the boat after you got to climb a ladder? Or There are openings on the side of the ship, correct? 
Yeah, correct. There's yeah. Uh, these pontoons that fold down onto that uh, at water level, and then you just pull up alongside like it's a little mini dock. Yeah, there's stairs that you walk up onto the ship because okay. there there are cruise ships where they will actually depart out of this like these super huge ones. They will actually depart wow. uh, if they can't if a pier won't accommodate them. They can um, leave the ship through openings in the side of the ship that are down closer to water level. Correct? Yeah, that's right. So there's two different um, in the the newer ships, the massive ships. They're all all the lifeboats are the same, but. Some of the older ones, there's boats that are specifically designed to be lifeboats, you know, life pres- like life preservation. Mm-hmm. And then there are other ones that are slightly different design, hold a little bit more people. And those are what we used to call tenders. And that's what you would take. So, uh, yeah, if the ship couldn't dock because it was just too large or the pier was too small, uh, you have about six to eight of these tenders that you would load up on water level and then just kind of taxi back and forth. Okay. That's pretty wild, isn't Kyle, it? Kyle, you worked for 13 years on uh, ships. What was your job? Uh, I was a production manager, so the lights and sound, all the backstage, the shows, entertainment. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I watch Love Boat constantly. One of the chores that the crew is responsible for is having reckless sex with all of the passengers, correct? Oh, the good old days. <laughs> the good old days. And actually, it used to be way back when it basically was a rite of passage to sleep with a passenger. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I'm talking, yeah, like the Love Boat days. Now, it's... It, you even are considered to basically be inappropriate with a passenger. You are in, immediately in front of the captain and packing your bags and paying for your own flight home. Yeah, because actually the love boat was based on uh, on a, a book basically written by a cruise director, and that was the whole conceit of the book. And it's her 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 diary about all of the sex that was taking place on this cruise ship. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, now now it just sticks it's, uh, strictly within the crew itself. Yeah, <laughs> you have there to bang crew members. There you go. What kind of living is that? Life below deck, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> exactly. All right. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it, bud. Thanks, God. Love you guys. Love you, bud. All right. So we got time for another call, maybe because we want to stay on time. We got a little bit of time. Let's go Love to back. our friend Ra, uh, who we talk to from time to time. Yo, Ra. Good morning, bud. Are you ready? <laughs> Riding on the, the internet. internet. Wow. <laughs> a lot of old school stuff this morning. <laughs> All right, now. I gotta hit you with the oldies. <laughs> now, is this true? Is what I'm reading true? You were left behind. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. I was telling him that, okay, first of all, no matter what you have to help people, someone's going to fail. Sure. You understand? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's a flaw in their character. I don't care what kind of little buffers and whatnot. You tell them, hey, it's going to be four hours, and then we're going to give you half an hour to get here. Somebody's going to fail. What happened to me when I went to Jamaica, though, was the tour guide. When you get a little bus, you get you rent a little bus and whatnot. Right. Man was trying to take me up into the mountains up by the waterfall. We got to go to the mountain and the waterfall. It's beautiful. I said, no, bro. We just trying to go to the beach for about an hour or two. Well, man, you all can see it, man. It's beautiful. The waterfall. Marley used to be there. Bro, I'm telling you, we need to go to the beach. That's all we're doing. I see you're a serious man. But I had to be very, very firm with him, right? Yeah. Because when they give you four hours, that means you have three hours. Mm-hmm. You do not take it to the end of whatever the time limit. Absolutely. It, is, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And when we were on that boat, it took a long time for them to pull off, but it took a long time because we got there early and we went and took a nap and whatnot and we were on the boat safe. 
I don't play that. Yep. It was the two port cruise. We were there, and then the Cayman Islands. I'm not put, paying any extra money for none of that. No, you're right. And as Preston observed, Rod, that they, which at the point that they're pulling away, they've gone through a, an entire protocol about what they're checking, what they're locking in place, all of that stuff. Just even on these smaller talc, you know, which look like the Viking cruise. You, you've seen them, the river cruises. There's a whole procedure that takes place that is in place and started about an hour before the time you're leaving. And people still fail. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yep. Now, the only thing I do want to talk about, too, is I went to the Florida Keys, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm going to see all these clear, pristine waters. Apparently, I was on the swamp side. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wish somebody could clear that up for me. No pun intended. But I was, everything I dealt with was like riverboat, swamp type things, like people mm. and everything. I, there were mangrove uh, 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 roots all over the place and everything. So I guess I chose the wrong. You, you, you did not choose wisely. Yeah, go, go to like yeah. Flagler Beach, you know, and oh, the, the cleaner areas. Uh, Next time. I love you, Rob. We'll see you, man. Take care. All right. All right. Um, all right. Well, if you are traveling, heed the warnings, especially if it's on a cruise. Get back on time or else it's going to cost you a whole lot of money. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and in some cases, you might be just screwed. I think I was reading that some people got they got stuck where they were. And if you made a mistake and didn't bring... You like your credit cards. I don't know why you wouldn't, but uh, who, what the hell are you going to do? I, I, I would, I would die. I would, yeah. I would just, I would, I would chum the water for sharks and then <laughs> jump in. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, a lot of people traveling this weekend, final weekend of the summer. So we're going to take a break. And one of the traditions of summer is that we have MMRs back to school A to Z. And we're going to come back right after these commercials. So make sure you stay with us because we will kick it off. We're going to start off in a, with a symbol, not a number. We go to ah. a symbol and then we go to numbers. And you'll find out what that is when we return. Stay with us. Hey, want to hang out with your favorite MMR DJs? Check out the events and appearances page at WMMR.com. Come say hello. Plus, you might even win some cool prizes. We snuck out of the building. WMMR.com's got all the where, whens, and what they're giving away. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. It's time to rock alphabetical. This is our world famous back to school A to Z. My friend, we are about 
ready to begin a scholastic journey of rock and roll, the likes of which you've never heard before. Unless, of course, you listen to the Back to School A to Z every year and you know what it's all about. I hold in my hand the Bible of music from WMMR. It is 47 pages long in very small print of all the songs that are going to be played over the next couple of weeks as we explore all that MMR has to offer to you in the way of rock and roll. Dare I say, no other rock station in the country, nay, the world, has such a catalog of music. I would agree, sir, 100%. Now, I said that we start with the symbols and then go into the numbers and then work our way to A to Z. Uh, and you'll say, Press, this doesn't sound right, but actually it is. The first song that we play for Back to School A to Z is Number One Crush from Garbage. And the reason that it starts with the symbols is it's actually got the little hashtag number symbol there at the beginning. Go. Even though it's a one that follows that. So, uh, this is a great song. It is from the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, we begin the A to Z with Garbage on 93.3 WMMR. It has officially begun. MMR's Bad School A to Z 2023. First song up, number one crush from Garbage. What a great song. That's a great way to start. And you're going to hear things that are like, wow, okay. I remember that. I only hear that once in a great while. Or I've never heard that before. What is this? It's awesome. So hang on. Strap yourself in. We're going to have a great time over the next couple of weeks. By the way, looking at the uh, uh, the numbers, which I said the first twenty songs of the Back to School A to Z are numbers. Uh, I'll just I'll throw the, the the beginning number. I'm not going to tell you what the 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 songs are. You're, right? You, yeah. Maybe you can figure out. Maybe you won't. But we go from number one crush to, and then here are the numbers: two, three, four, nine, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, twenty one, twenty five, twenty nine, forty, forty five, seventy two, ninety nine. 515, 1000, <laughs> 1111, 1979, and a number that looks familiar to me. Hmm. 2,112? <laughs> That's weird. Hmm. Hmm. All right, so, uh, and then we start the A's after that. And the first A song yeah. is fantastic. All right. I cannot wait for you to hear it, and that should be in Pierre's show. Yeah, so, yeah. This is good stuff. This is really, really good. We're excited to get the... Um, uh, the whole thing is, and, and if you can't tell, we, the jocks here at MMR, this is our favorite thing of the year. It's fantastic. Yep. And on, it's on the, air. And yeah, this is going to be the biggest year of it ever. Yeah, without question. All right, you know what? what? Time to eat. Oh! Yes! With a connoisseur, you heard the bell. Now shut up. Uh, we are taking off tomorrow, so we're going to give away the Word of the Week prize, and we're doing our Friday things today. One of those Friday things happens to be the connoisseur. Because the will, weekend was made for eating. And we will do some uh, some giveaways. So we have some movie clips. Marissa pulled a bunch of them. Love it. And uh, we'll get that underway. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with this uh, a very interesting article that I read this morning. Um, and the article uh, starts uh, by saying McDonald's is the highest earning chain overall. But which brands make bank at each individual restaurant? So 
in addition to each brand's total sales in 2022, it's interesting to look at the other metric, which is estimated sales per unit or ESPU. Now, this is different in that it tracks the sales figures of a chain's individual locations. This is calculated by dividing the total number of annual sales across the total number of locations. So while McDonald's might be king of the mountain in terms of overall sales with right. 48.7 billion sales in 2022 in the U.S. alone. Alone. But with such relatively affordable food and so many thousands of locations across the country, its sales per unit figure can't rival that of the full-service sit-down restaurant chains where customers pay a higher bill for more food upon every visit. So it's a different take. Right. Well, McDonald's makes the most money, but if you break it down per restaurant, what is making the most money, I have the top ten list. Okay. And we know we have all eaten at some of the, at, at a bunch of these places. So, and these are not necessarily fast food. No, in yeah. fact, only one of them is kind of fast casual. Uh, so we'll can, start. Yeah, go ahead. Can I guess? So, if you're talking about yeah. a more of a sit down restaurant that also is has a lot of penetration, as they say in porn. Yeah, um, porn. Uh, Olive Garden. Um, it's not on the list, but, okay. but that's in the right. Am ball- I going in the right direction? It's in the right ballpark. Okay, yeah. So uh, I'll start with the uh, number ten, Maggiano's Little Italy. Hey, oh, you know what, man? I, I I dig me some Maggiano's. Oh. I'm not a, and and over the years, I have gone away from mozzarella sticks. I don't really care for them anymore. But their mozzarella is because it's not a stick; it's like a little patty. It's a mozzarella, Ooh, it's patty. mozzarella patty. Patty, and they they put the uh, the sauce on it. Uh, I, you know what I learned? Yeah, I learned the difference case at uh, at that particular establishment. The difference between between family style and regular style. Yeah. Uh, and I realized that it's probably best for me to order as an individual. Do they do family style, Maggiano's, yes, or are you thinking of Buca de Beppo? No, they do both. They do both. Do they yeah, both? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it might um, have been Buca de Beppo. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So then you have a, a, familiar, a chain I'm not familiar with, and I don't know if it's pronounced Portillo's or Portillo's. Um, but they are. How are your quesadillos? P-O-R-T-I-L-L-O. <laughs> Is it Mexican? I do not know. Hmm. Uh, Portillo's, Portillo's. Uh, yeah, it's a Chicago place. So it's probably Portillo's, beef burgers and salads. I don't think it's Mexican case. Okay. okay. All right. But uh, I don't know it either. Then you have uh, number eight is Yard House. Yard House is like a brewery? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. We yeah, have yeah. them around here, do we not? You yeah. do. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. one in King of Prussia mm-hmm. at the mall? Correct. How about uh, that? Yeah, that's like a big. It's, uh, it's like our version of Padillo's. <laughs> no, it, but it's like huge there. Yep. Uh, number seven is, and I'm not familiar with this place, Lazy Dog. You guys ever heard of that? Nope. No. All right, then we'll get in. We'll get into some that you guys yeah, definitely please. know. Uh, number six is uh, Capital Grill. Capital Grill. Oh, yeah, like makes Capital Grill. Uh, roughly nine million dollars, I believe, per location. <laughs> wow. In 2022. <laughs> uh, so you have you have the Capital Grill. What? <laughs> uh, Eddie V's. Eddie Vedder's. King of Prussia. <laughs> if you're yeah. looking for a good steak, it's just a good time with friends and family. So I had a big bowl of nachos. Uh, I've eaten at Eddie V's. Really good food. Uh, it is expensive. It's it's a kind of a steak and seafood house. I and tell the, you what, later that night, you're going to take a huge dump. Uh, Compliments to Eddie V's. But I enjoyed my meal there. I didn't realize that Eddie V's was as um, like high-end as it was. Oh, right. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I thought it was Come on in, Kathy. I it, was thinking of like uh, Ruth Chris or or whatever, like I was thinking of something like that. And so I it is primarily. I was like, I was like oh, house? this is a little. No, more I, I would put it on par with Sullivan's and and Ruth's Chris. Oh, not Ruth's Chris. No way. This this was way nicer, nicer to me. Yeah, yeah. 
as far really? as what goes. Just the whole dining experience. Oh, okay. And more expensive. I thought Ruth's Chris was up there, though. It is. Yeah. It, it usually is. I, Are you thinking Ruth's Chris is kind of lower end? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. Uh, no. Listen, you can... I, <laughs> I mean, I, I've been to Ruth's Chris. I, their steaks are At least phenomenal. the one in King of Prussia was. And, uh, oh, that could be. Not, could be okay. I would never call it inexpensive. I think they're upper tier, Ruth's Chris, yeah. as far as steakhouses. I'd they're kind these, of got the legend. I'd say these are right... Uh, th- this is right in, on par with it. Um, but Chris, did you and I have a romantic Valentine's Day dinner at Eddie V's in Orlando, or did we go somewhere else? No, we went to Charlie's. Char- uh, that uh, was really good. Yeah. Really, really good. It was very romantic. And we went to Ruth's Chris one time, too. We did, okay. Yeah. Um, so Eddie V's is fifth on this list. Uh, number four, Fogo de Show. Fogo de Show. Uh, makes $9.9 million well, for a single location. And you need to go completely famished because there's... They will fill you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and it doesn't take much time at all. I, and I believe... Wow, it's, it's a yeah. toss-up. They, they <clears throat> have... Quite possibly the best bread with a meal I've ever had. Wow, that's yeah, a bold yes. statement. It's, right. it's, it's bold, but it's it's really hard to beat. It's almost got a dare I say quality? a cheese type of consistency almost to like it. Doughy yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Really? It's, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's right regular now. Saturday night thing. It's you know what it is, Steve? It's gonna be my regular Saturday night thing. Right. It's a little bitch. It's a little bitch. I, it's a bitch, and you know, I, yeah, I it probably wants to suck it. Yeah, I think so. So uh, try the uh, the I got bread at Fogo to show. Yeah, you got that clip? I'll get it. I'll find okay. it. Give me a second. Well, you're looking for it. Yeah. Kathy and I went to a Brazilian steakhouse um, when it opened, and it's in that location oh, yeah. in King of Prussia. The, Gaucho, where, right? where, yeah, Gaucho's where Ruth's Chris used to be. So Ruth's Chris closed. Oh yeah, and then it was something else for a stretch, and then it's that this gaucho place like a fogo and it was really good i enjoyed it a lot yeah that okay. dump closed and they opened up i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm kidding wait that was chris used to be a hooters or is it hooters it's a hooters hooters yeah uh Damn it. also on this list third is what i got it now hold it up oh, hold the phone we got our little bitch you're a little bitch <laughs> that's right you're a bitch and i bet you'd like to suck it wouldn't you <laughs> Uh, third on this list, I've never seen this uh, restaurant before. Cooper's Hawk. You guys ever heard of that? No. no but some call. of these must be regional. It's a good, uh, <laughs> good hawk. Uh, number two is Ocean Prime. Not familiar. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I've been to Ocean Prime in Florida, perhaps. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was good. Wait, right. I have two. Uh, is there one down in Atlantic City? Wait, or was it? Yeah. No, hold on. Atlantic City. There is one in Philly. Is that one in Philly? Yeah. Is that one in Philly, Marissa? Yeah, it's on the corner of 15th and Sansom. Okay. Yeah. Did it used to be something else, Morris? Um, I think oh. it's one of those buildings that like used to be a bank. Yes. Yeah. No. Is yeah. this it used to be that Hawaiian joint? Blue. Yep. yep. That's it. Wait. Yep. What's the restaurant that's in in uh, the Royce? Sixth Sense? Royce. Royce. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, why Sixth Sense is. Uh, oh man. That's no. A no. One. It was Big Kahuna Burger. No, that's that Hawaiian burger joint. Yeah, oh, the Hawaiian burger joint. Uh, yeah, I, I went there when it was at yeah. Hawaiian restaurant. Beautiful inside. Just stunningly gorgeous. So that's Ocean Prime now? Mm-hmm. Got to get there then. Yeah. All right. And then what's the Sixth Sense thing you were talking about? It was Striped Bass. Striped Bass. There we go. All right. Another former bank. Yes. Uh, which is now a steak restaurant. I've been there. We had dinner with um, uh, Eric Lindros there one night. Oh, really? Yeah. Eric Lindros. Is that Butcher and Singer? No, it's not Butcher and Singer. That's Rittenhouse Square, I think. Mm, Butcher and Singer is the one on Chestnut Street. Oh, no. Yeah, that is. That must be it. Or I never thought Eric Lindros oh. would be calling my phone. Oh. I think it is Butcher and Singer. 
All right, anyway, so you do it to dudes. <laughs> All right, and then you guys are not going to believe this. Number one. Wait, number I one right. on the list. Really? Oh, yeah. Per okay. location, sure. Oh, no, okay. No, I was going to say Applebee's. No, not Applebee's. Yeah. Uh, it's Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake that. Factory. It's still, after all these years, yeah. does amazing business you, like that. You know, I have never, I, though I've eaten Cheesecake Factory food, I've never eaten ben Cheesecake you? Factory food in a cheesecake. Oh, it's right. all stuff that's been brought in here. They used to advertise. All right. And uh, it's just, it's no, I've never gone into a Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, Cheesecake Factory, Outback Steakhouse, and now Preston, that uh, Texas Roadhouse, those are the places where I eat like I'm a senior citizen, because if you don't you go- take your teeth out. If you don't don't go four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. You're going to have to wait for hours. Oh, to, yep. to sit with the, with the yeah. same whole show for che- well, the cheesecake factory. You just said it, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because anytime is that one still at the KOP? Oh yeah. I, I, I you, think you, so. You see, it's like the yes. army of the dead hanging outside, waiting with their little um, beeper mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. to go inside. Yeah, I haven't been there in years, but anytime I've ever gone to a cheesecake factory, whether it's in New York or down here, I mean, you they're like two hour wait. And don't they have like a two hundred page menu? Yeah, the menu is huge. Yeah. The dessert menu is huge. Like, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was quite interesting. So that is are, interesting. Those are the restaurants that make the most money per uh, location. Uh, so interesting. All right. We have a movie food clip to play for you. If you can identify what clip this is from, what movie this is from, and it's all about food, then we've got some prizes over here to be won. Let's see if you know what movie this is from. He said he was a dying breed. I didn't know he meant on this trip. Ah. The man ate bacon at every meal. <laughs> you, you can't do that. All right. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know what that is from. All right. Order up. Uh, the French government is going to pay its wine producers some $216 million to destroy nearly 80 million gallons of surplus wine that they were unable to sell. What? French wine producers are getting bailed out after being hammered by a confluence of difficulties, including overproduction, inflation, skyrocketing costs, and changing drinking habits among French citizens opting for other beverage choices in a hyper-competitive environment. So what is moving up the uh, ranks that is competing so heartily with wine, I ask you? Uh, non-alcoholic choices, beer, and rosé. Wow. wow. So is this like an insurance thing? Like, why destroy it? Why not just sell it at a... Give it to children. Well, no, no, but sell it at a steep, steep discount I don't, uh, unless you make more money by destroying it. So the Russian invasion of Ukraine also disrupted shipments of fertilizer and bottles while climate change is wreaking havoc on growers who must contend with extreme weather. Uh, the government is paying farmers to destroy the excess wine so as to allow winemakers who would be unable to turn a profit if they lowered the price of the surplus wine to, quote, find sources of revenue again. So you, if you were to also flood the market with a glut of wine... That's not going to help them. I guess so. Right? Sometimes in these supply and demand equations, I don't understand economics like that and Mm -hmm. why things work out the way they do, but it has something to do with that, Steve. Uh, In Bordeaux, which is famous for its vineyards, farmers have had to move up the harvest season, which once uh, began in mid-September to mid-August due to severe drought. The French government is offering wine growers in Bordeaux compensation if they choose to repurpose their land and rip up their vines. Hmm. And the government funds will enable farmers to distill the alcohol from the surplus wine to pure alcohol 
alcohol, which can then be sold at a loss to producers who make cosmetics, perfume, and cleaning supplies. Ah. Isn't that interesting? Have you ever used a bottle of wine to clean the house, Kathy? No, I have not. Yeah, your white furniture? (laughs) You do it while you clean the house. Yeah. Uh, Over the last 10 years, sales of red wine have fallen by 32% in France. Wow. uh, Where young people are instead consuming non-alcoholic choices, beer and rosé, it says. They are saying globally... Uh, that younger people uh, are not imbibing the way they used As to. As much, yes, yeah. that's true. There was a study that was done recently, yeah. yeah. Oh, nerds. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you see... Says I, the sober yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't drink anymore. the man in recovery. What a bunch of dorks. <laughs> no, um, I saw this, uh, the, there is a winemaker that, and Nick, you might have seen this because it might have been on CBS Sunday Morning where they, they bottle the wine and then they sink it in the ocean. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and that's where they let it age at yes. the ocean floor. Because and, a, uh, there's no light down there and mm-hmm. it's a constant temperature. And they're fish. And they recently had to destroy a bunch of that oh, yeah? because they weren't, I think they didn't have the proper permits or licensing oh, to man. do that. That's and cool. so they had to destroy like, you know, thousands and thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands, maybe close to a million dollars worth of wine because of that. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this before, but I, I got college credit uh, studying wine when I got to study abroad, and it was fascinating, and it was the, one of the only classes in college where I got an A, uh, because I got to study wine for a semester, but um, it's it's a really, the, Steve, you would appreciate the culture of it. Yes, because, like, I'm fascinated by you it. You dive back into two, three hundred years of, of French culture and French history, and uh, I got to go to these caves in the Loire Valley, and the further back in the caves you go, where they store the wine, the older the wine is. That's so you get, to, you get to these barrels in the back, and they're quite literally from the 1700s. Wow. And it, it, it was really fascinating. That is amazing. Yeah, so, you can do tours of these places, too. Nick, one of the benefits of putting the wine underwater is there are civilizations down there that are have never tasted a hot dog. Right, and many and of those it, wines it, yeah. pair nicely with a hot dog if right. you're in an underwater city. Let's see if we can get a winner for this movie <laughs> clip. Let's see if you know what this is from. He said he was a dying breed. I didn't know what he meant on this trip. The man ate bacon at every meal. You can't do that. All right, we'll go to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning, all. All right, Chris, what movie is it from, please? City Slicker. City Slicker. That is absolutely correct. Hang on the line. Here's what we have for you. We have a pair of tickets to see John, John, and Pete. That is John Stewart, John Mulaney, and Pete Davidson. It's going to be on Sunday. That's next Sunday, September 10th, at the Hard Rock Live at Edis Arena in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. All right, let's see if you can identify this clip. Which movie is this food clip coming from? What kind of tea do you want? There's more than one kind? We have blueberry, raspberry, ginseng, sleepy time, green tea, green tea with lemon, green tea with lemon and honey, liver disaster, ginger with honey, ginger without honey, vanilla, almond, white truffle, blueberry, chamomile, vanilla, walnut, constant comment, and Earl Grey. Did you make some of those up? All right, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know. All right, order up. Maybe you saw this, but a U.S. judge has rejected Burger King's bid to dismiss a lawsuit claiming that it cheated hungry customers by making its Whopper sandwich appear larger than it actually is. Now, I am a Whopper fan. Are you? I am. Yeah. I do like Whopper, especially the Whopper Junior. We've You're mentioned that perfect a few times. Size. Uh, judge Roy Altman said Burger King must defend against a claim that its deception of Whoppers on in-store menu boards mislead reasonable customers accounting to a breach of contract. Customers in the proposed class action accuse Burger King Portraying burgers with ingredients that overflow over the bun, making it appear the burgers are 35% larger mm. and contain more than double the meat than the chain I, serves. I assume this has to be a more complex lawsuit because you're dealing with the monarchy. 
Uh, it's yeah, not yeah. an actual king, <laughs> oh. per se. I was like, what is he talking about? Burger King uh, countered that it wasn't required to deliver burgers that look exactly like the picture, but the judge said that it was up to the jurors to tell us what reasonable people think. You're all devils. In his decision made public on Friday, Altman also let the customers pursue negligence-based and unjust enrichment claims. He dismissed claims based on TV and online ads, finding none in which Burger King promised quote, a burger size or patty weight. There we go. Oh, and failed to deliver if it. They have not, if they have not specifically stated, if they're basing it on the aesthetics of the picture alone, I think that's crap. I agree with you 100%. Well, on, on, who, on Burger King's Burger act? King should not be held no, to account. You, no, I, no I, I think they absolutely should. I, you, then don't use that picture. Use a picture of what your burger looks like. Yeah, They look terrible coming out of those. Exactly. Wait a second. So here's the thing. What's the delicious. dramatic difference? How much, how much, how enhanced was the photo of uh what do they have a penthouse model laying across no, it? No, but here's what they do. They they dress it up as nicely of as they can. They, they always get, do. They get aesthetically the best looking product that the products that they can, the produce, all this stuff, and then they they position it and and they're not you're, there, there are certain things you're not allowed to do. You have to use the actual product and the ingredients in the product. So and the ingredients in the product. Were they fudging that? So no, but but they were they were doing the most optimum way that you could make it. Now in the conveyor belt industry that fast food is, yeah. there's no way that they're going to take mm-hmm. the time to absolutely positively get it to look as big and beefy I, as I, I, no, but, I but see this on. is look a it. meatless lawsuit. What about uh, every other fast food place? Do you know what I mean? I think there are. it's it's more than just Burger King, but oh, yeah, there no. are places that, like, if you look, this is just, and this I, is only because I I don't go to many fast food pre-med. places, but I, I have been to Chick-fil-A probably the most out of any fast food, and to me, what is pictured on their menu is what you're getting. You're not getting as perfectly beautiful as it's placed together, but you're getting chicken that's over, you know, overflowing out of the bun. I will tell you this. If, if you're dealing with simply, if it's, a, as you said, a question of weight or a question of ingredients, and that, then there's possibly a lawsuit. But you, and for example, Subway was dinged on the footlongs not being a footlong. Yeah. So they, they promised. Yeah. And so that's part of the deal. So but to simply say that you should have a Scavulo level photographer there to, to make, to dress up each sandwich. I think it's just it, too much. They're dressing it up too much. What you're getting is like, what the, well, what they said. You're, you're getting something smaller than what's appeared. By the way, McDonald's and Wendy's are also defending similar lawsuits uh, yeah. like this. Come but, on. You know, I mean, we're looking at looking at a, a, a photo comparison of a Big Mac here. Yeah. And it's the same stuff. It yeah. just looks different. The other one, one of them looks better than the act, the other. But and I will say. It looks, sm- it looks larger. Yeah, my son got a, his first Big Mac of his uh, entire life the other day. And uh, the Big Mac that he got actually looked pretty close to the advertising picture that we're looking at in the studio here. Not Yeah, some are going to get there and some aren't. Yeah. So I think that's, and it's also part of who's putting them together. And so yes. over. By the way, I think I've mentioned this fun fact before and you probably all know it. The Whopper uh, preceded the Big Mac. I yeah. didn't realize that. But like, I mean, you're you're going to uh, fault the corporation for for hiring. A, yeah. For, for well, for for something that that a kid that's making twelve bucks an like hour, like a newbie. Is no, but it's not about how it's being made. Well, you it's guys, about how it's being pictured. It's being shown as a larger item. Okay. It's not. It's it's smaller. It's not about how it's being put together. But mm. if it's the same product and it weighs the same, then it is the same, mm-hmm. right? But what they're saying, they're misleading people, say, thinking that they're getting something larger. What are, what are they not getting? 
What do you mean? Uh, so so yeah, they're exactly they the same. What are they not getting in, in, the, in the not so pretty picture? They're not getting picture? a larger burger. No, if, if it's exactly the same, it, is the burger, Preston, in this lawsuit that they're saying, is it the burger smaller in the... In no, the, it there's appears... There's been no mention. They said there's no mention of weight. They said there's no weight difference, right? They're saying it appears a third... I've had no plastic surgery. Larger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, We're did they? Get... All right, if, it, if there is, then, you, then I will agree with you if there is a difference in the size of the burger patty. No, but here, here's, here's what they say. What okay. Burger King says the plaintiff's claims are false. The flame-grilled beef patties portrayed in our advertising are the same patties used in the millions of Whopper sandwiches we serve our guests nationwide. Also, you have to, you're going to Burger King. Yeah, you, it's not like you're going to some high-end restaurant for a burger. Like, know what you're going to get, too. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to make a side point, if I may. Um, there's a short, fat player in the bigs called uh, Daniel Vogelback, and yep. he has changed his walk-up song to... BK, have it your way. That's and every beautiful. time it gets to the plate, uh, that's the song that, that plays. And you rule. All right, we're going to see if somebody can get the answer and tell us what clip this movie is, that, what movie this clip is from. What kind of tea do you want? There's more than one kind? We have blueberry, raspberry, ginseng, sleepy time, green tea, green tea with lemon, green tea with lemon and honey, liver disaster, ginger with honey, ginger without honey, vanilla almond, white truffle, blueberry chamomile, vanilla walnut, constant comment, and Earl Grey. Did you make some of those up? All right, we're going to go to John and see if he knows. John, morning, bud. Morning. All right, what movie is the clip from? Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That is correct, yes. Hang on the line. We got a prize for you. All right, so, uh, John, you are going to join myself, Nick McElwain, and Marissa for a special murder mystery event at Red Rum Theater on Wednesday, September 13th. Uh, This is courtesy of Disney's A Haunting in Venice. It is a 21-plus event and includes a complimentary buffet and a free first drink, plus admission to the advanced screening of the film only in theater September 15th. There's going to be another chance for anybody to win at WMMR.com. This movie looks good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, another Hercule Poirot story. All right, here we go with another story. Oh, wait, no, another yeah. clip. Yeah. Yay, another yay. clip and then a story. All right, what movie is this clip from? Put some hot sauce on my burrito, baby. <laughs> you know you look good to me. Mm. Oh, that's a good All right, 215-263. <laughs> WMMR, let's see if we know. All right, order up. I think we're just going to do one more, trying to trying to catch a flight today, folks. All right, so how about this? TikTokers are sharing the, their anxiety over cooking chicken. And the hashtag chicken anxiety now has over 70.5 million views. And Is this predicated on... I pulled un- this out a couple of days ago. It's probably way more than that. Now. Sure. Undercooking chicken. That is correct. Is, so you know. You know me. me in the melting pot. You know, whenever, I, whenever I've gone to the melting pot and the chicken comes out, I put my phone on the table and I time it to make sure it's cooked Cook. for the for a, a, a reasonable amount of time. Because that's because I've been I had food poisoning from chicken once in Mystic, Connecticut, and uh, I, I ain't going back there again. I will. I mean, this is me. Absolutely. I will overcook if I'm cooking the rare occasions that I do it. Uh, I will overcook chicken every single time. And I, there's nothing there's nothing I can do about Kathy, it. Kathy, I remember clearly. When I had that piece of chicken in my mouth and I took it out, and I'm like, and I was thinking, this doesn't look quite right. And I, I got so sick. I told you they put, they gave me morphine. I was out for two days. Uh, the user Anisia went viral with a video that called "big pieces of chicken 
extra sus. And she said, I swear my chicken anxiety uh, eventually sus. led me to veganism. What? Sus. sus. Suspect? Suspect, yeah. Oh, yeah. sus. Yeah. 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 I thought it was a cooking term. The kids are saying sus these oh, days. Suck it, kids. You know what? They all hang out at the mall shop. I bet you'd like to suck <laughs> it, wouldn't you? Dude, come on. You, you used to say rad and bitch, and you know, you, of had, course I did. you had your vernacular when you were uh, a young okay. snapper. Now let me have this. Okay. Thank you. Old man this. Uh, <laughs> uh, so she said, I swear my chicken anxiety eventually, uh, eventually led me to veganism. You're a little bitch. <laughs> uh, some commenters say that they always cut chicken open to make sure that it is cooked. Do you guys do that? Oh, uh, yes. If I'm not, it, In like three different spots. <laughs> You have to make sure. And and Kathy, it's when you're at the melting that. pot, take out your phone and time each piece. Yeah. Uh, I will I will so I will cook an extra piece of chicken as kind of my uh, you know, uh, cut it open and make sure it's done. I, I tell you my and I swear to god, I, I live eliminated this because my favorite chicken sandwich is from Hip City Veg and there's no chicken in it. Yeah. It is it is uh satan, I guess, right? What it's Satan. It's it's the devil's semen. Wait, yeah. no, but it's, you, it's unbelievably delicious. Do you only so if you're cooking four pieces of chicken, you'll only cut one to yeah. test to see if it's yeah. oh no every you single cut you cut every single one. You take you take the the thickest piece and you okay. yeah. and cut it open. That's how you do it. You're good to go. Oh, sorry, That's okay. how you rock a chicken. Quick yeah. question, Ken, okay, little say chicken you, bitch. Say you take them out right and. They are undercooked. Like you've taken them out, you've you put put it on the table, and you're ready to sit down and eat. You cut it open, and it's a little undercooked. Can you just throw it back in, or is it like? I tell you what, you do throw it in the microwave. Really? Yeah, microwave will cook that inside real quick. I'm gonna put it in a kiln for one yeah. hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, a two part question. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, do you use a meat thermometer? No. Okay. Uh, I do sometimes. For, the- I, for for poultry, if I'm cooking like a whole bird? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, the second part has nothing to do with the first part. Um, do you still go, and is it still open, the tiki bar? It's not. They close? Yeah. It's a place wanted- where you can go barbecue on their equipment, right? I yeah. wanted Wait, to go a couple Mountain? weeks ago. It's Spring Mountain. It's gone. I guess oh, really? COVID, they probably moved it along. There's uh-huh. one in, like, I want to say maybe Boyertown yeah, or like something like that. Outside of Pottstown, it's in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah. It's very hard to get to and even harder to get home because you've had a lot of their drinks. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was so, fun. I was so bummed out about the Spring Mountain one closing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that, Steve, that would be the place where you would go and cook your own oh. food or whatever. And yeah. so you occasionally had to make sure that you were cooking it as long as you needed to. Don't just stare at it. <laughs> eat it. Hey, can um, uh, cats and dogs get salmonella? Like from undercooked uh, That's a good poultry? question. They eat dead animals. Uh-huh. There's an old sea shanty uh, song that talks about that. So I'm not, oh, I'm not really sure. Can get some a little. Not really sure about that case. That's a, that is actually a very good question. Uh, you know what, though? <laughs> what? A good way to avoid, while you're thinking about that, a good yeah. way to avoid undercooked chicken is to take a meat tenderizer, use the flat side, yeah, yeah, and yeah. flatten it out mm-hmm. a little bit. If Kate. you flatten it out, it will cook quicker, it will yes. cook through easier, and you don't have to worry about that. We had a, a dog, our dog Clem, which we believe got sick on bad fish. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so uh, maybe the, maybe their systems are uh, able to handle other things, but I, I, it was bad swordfish, I clearly remember. All right. So, anyhow, people, it's a standard anxiety. People get... And I agree with it. Uh, they get weirded out while cooking chicken. All right. We're just going to get an answer to this, and we're going to have to move along. Dan! Uh, we need to know what movie this food clip is from. Put some hot sauce on that burrito, baby. We know you look good to me. Mm. All right. Oh, yeah, they're good. <laughs> First caller in is Ivy. Hey, Ivy, good morning. Hi. Ivy? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, sorry. <laughs> Ivy, what movie is that from? 
Um, next Friday. Next Friday yeah. is correct. Yeah. Yes, hang on the line. Because yes. here's what we got for you. Ivy, you have our final pair of tickets today to see uh, to join me and Nick and Marissa for a special murder mystery event at Red Rum Theater on Wednesday, September 13th. This is courtesy of Disney's A Haunting in Venice. It is a 21-plus event. Includes a complimentary buffet, a free first drink, plus admission to the advanced screening of the film only in theaters on September 15th. There is another chance for anybody to win at WMMR.com. Excellent. Put some hot sauce on my burrito, baby. <laughs> you know you look good to me. We did. He's yeah. awesome. All right, that's it. That's all we have time for today in the Connoisseur Friends. Sorry. It was a good one, though. Yeah. Uh, we still are going to give away our Word of the Week prize today. We are also going to get to more B-File and more Back to School A to Z, but I'd get some beer for you, if you'd ah. like. We'll take caller number 25 at 215-263-WMMR. Give you a case of Trogues Perpetual at Trogues Artisanal meets Mechanical in a state of IPA they call Perpetual. Cycling through the hopback vessel and dry hopping method, this bold imperial pale ale emerges rife with a sticky citrus rind, pine balm, and tropical fruit. Oh, yeah. It's a little bitch. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. Back to school A to Z with the number two when we return. We're once again honing our skills in the art of alphabetizing. MMR's Back to School A to Z returns. It's a can't-miss annual tradition where we play back thousands of different songs alphabetically by title. It's week's worth of hits, album tracks, those oh-wow songs, and many titles of dubious artistic merit. Preston and Steve kick it off this morning at 9. MMR's Back to School A to Z. From the station whose IQ test came back negative. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, we're going to start with a couple of fish stories. Ah, there we go. In the Bizarre File. A shark was discovered on a riverbank in Idaho last week. In Idaho. Alarming residents of the landlocked state. Calls and emails reporting Where the, the, hell am I? the unusual discovery on the shores of the Salmon River uh, inundated Idaho Fish and Game on August 15th. Wildlife officials responded to the area and found what appeared to be a salmon shark, actually is what it's called. Not familiar. The salmon shark named for its diet of salmon can grow up to 10 feet long and weigh up to 1,000 pounds. While the discovery near the Freshwater River left officials scratching their heads, the agency assured the public not to be alarmed. They said they don't live in freshwater. They live in saltwater only. They don't exist in Idaho unless they are in an aquarium. Somebody let their pet shark Go or you're free now, Sharky. Typically found in the Pacific Ocean off the coast of Washington, Alaska to central Baja, California, Mexico, and in the Sea of Japan. Uh, But Fishing Game in Idaho said they believe that someone had dropped the shark off on the riverbed as a prank. There you go. You know, there there is actually one type of freshwater shark in the world the Lake Zimbabwe shark. Really? Yes. The Lake Zimbabwe shark? That's interesting. There's a lake I'll never swim in. Uh, Duncan, here's a, the other fish story. Duncan Jeffries from North Wales. Not our area, North Wales. This no. is in uh, the UK. Uh, was ready to give up on his fishing trip when he saw a carp-shaped cloud. 
A carp shaped cloud. The next day, he caught a 42 pound. Oh my God. Yes. It was a sign from God. Jeffries was on a fourth and fish. Was on a week long trip to France and did not have any luck. And on his last night, the omen in the sky gave him hope. Fish and you shall catch a carp. He said, I, I thought this could be the carp gods showing me a sign. That's a big ass carp. And the next morning, he landed the huge catch, and uh, the color of the carp was exactly the same as the cloud in the sky, he said. It, it is amazing. Amazing, really. By That's the way, one of the rare times where the fish is actually more attractive than the guy who caught it. Did you guys see sunset last night? Did you yes, see the sky? Yeah. It was it gorgeous. Was absolutely. I sorry, a large perch in the sky. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to go fishing today. You should fish today. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is tonight the super blue moon, or is that last night? It was last night. Okay. Yeah. A man died on Wednesday after a police sergeant with the NYPD hurled a picnic cooler at the suspect. He was riding a scooter away from an alleged drug sale. Sergeant Eric Duran is now under investigation as police and state officials look at how the afternoon encounter with the Bronx led to the death in the Bronx. Eric! To the death of Eric Dupree. Police Was that him throwing That's it? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, the guy died? Yes. Okay, then I take that back. Police said Dupree was uh, caught selling narcotics to an undercover officer. The 30-year-old man was on his scooter and sped off zigzagging down the street and then on the side... Then on the sidewalk toward officers, surveillance video shows the final moments of the chase when the sergeant in plain clothes grabs a red cooler and throws it at Dupree. He probably didn't think the cooler would kill him. No, no knocked the man off his motorized scooter. He was pronounced dead at the scene. I guess uh, he just hit his head or something. The attorney general is required to look mm-hmm. into deaths at the hands of police in the state, so they are taking a look at that. A hotel in Italy has been slammed for having a bikini-clad model covered in chocolate in the center of a table at a family buffet. <laughs> Who would eat food off of a bikini-clad person? Voy we ho- did. Voy Hotels on the island of Sardinia has come under fire for the disturbing incident that has left diners in shock after they turned up for the afternoon spread that included sandwiches, cakes, and crepes. Uh, Federico Mazzieri was, hey. uh, was with his teenage daughter when the duo were stunned to find the semi-naked woman lying across a poolside buffet. Hey, sweetie, look where the hummus is. He shared a lengthy... (laughs) (laughs) He shared a lengthy post about his experience with the hotel, quick to issue a groveling apology, said it was speechless looking at the scene. Sorry about that. Dessert buffet by the pool on a table. Uh, It's the only way we can get the breadsticks to stand up. (laughs) In costume, covered in chocolate, spread out in the middle of the pastries. Oh, my God. uh, They did apologize, and uh, the hotel uh, had... uh, I think they gave them some type of restitution for their Free pudding. All right, and then we'll do one more story and then we will wrap things up. Let's go with it. It's another fishing story. I should have put them all together. Connor Halsa is just days away from his freshman year. He was fishing with his family on Lake of the Woods and he thought a fish had struck his line. He said, I thought I had a huge fish. I set the hook really hard. My cousin netted it and it was a wallet full of money. Wow. My cousin opened up the wallet, and he said some words you probably shouldn't say, and he showed everyone, and we took the money out and let it dry. Inside the billfold was $2,000 in cash. Yeah. Uh, So there was a wallet fishing contest going on, and if you win it, they give you uh, a fish. My dad said that (laughs) we should give it to the person, and I said we should, too. The family found a business card inside. They called the number. They tracked down the owner. Uh, It was uh, Iowa farmer Jim Denny. 
And that he, looks like Jim's money. But here's the deal. It was at uh, Lake of the Woods Fishing a year ago when oh, he lost wow. his wallet. So it had sat there all that time. Didn't didn't disintegrate or anything. Uh, no. Yeah. And uh, he said the water was really rough. I was sitting on the back of the boat, and it was rocking back and forth, and it worked itself out and slipped into the water. That's wild. He didn't realize that he had lost it until he reached into his bib overalls uh, to pay the final bill to the resort. And he said they had to float me the money the whole for the whole deal. Oh, man. Sorry about That's that. the worst feeling I ever had. I had it in my bib overalls. Didn't have a penny on me. Uh, 70 miles long, 70 miles wide. That's how big this this uh, yeah, huge. Uh, lake is. Yeah. And Connor hooked the billfold the size of a deck of cards. That's crazy. Uh, Denny made the trip from Iowa to Moorhead where he met his uh, the family and even offered to give Connor money, but the teen turned it down. By the way, uh, Lake Zambezi. I misspoke. Lake Zambezi. Um, yeah. Okay. And right. Everyone knows that now. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. We're going to break. Come back in a second and we'll get the lesson question to trash music news. And don't forget, Word of the Week prize. Yes, we give that away today. More of the A to Z with the number three next. Stay there. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are in it. The Back to School A to Z is happening as we speak. We got other things to do, too, on top of all that. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets to the MMRBQ coming up on the 16th. The question that we ask, and sometimes we throw you a little gift, and we give you one from just a couple of minutes ago, but what do you get if you win a wallet fishing contest? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. If you were listening, then you should know. That was just like a few minutes ago. Literally. What do you get if you win a wallet fishing contest? 215 WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Let's see where we go, Steve. What you got for us this morning? Well, Kim Zolziak of The Real Housewives of Atlanta spotted at LAX wearing her wedding ring and engagement rings, even though she's going through a vicious divorce from Croy Bierman. Zolziak says she will continue to wear the rings, especially when she gives Bierman's father a handjob. Oh, hey! Jennifer Love Hewitt is almost unrecognizable. We talked about this earlier. After getting a new, much shorter hairstyle... 
He would says people are so confused because they're used to seeing her one way and they're thrown off by the 32 cosmetic surgeries. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, U.S. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell once again appeared to have some sort of health incident freezing in the middle of a news conference. The 81-year-old politician later confided to a friend that he's actually been dead for eight months. Oh, no. <laughs> That was some sad. Uh, it is. It is watch. very. It's the second time. I know, and I, I know. You probably should get that looked at. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to this question. What do you get if you win a wallet fishing contest? Two one five two six three WMMR. I'll go to Adam. Hi, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Adam. What do you get if you win a wallet fishing contest? Win a fish. Of course. You get a fish. Sort of in verse. We're going to get your information, and you, my friend, are going to the MM Barbecue. Uh, Congratulations to you. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Wild Fork Meat and Seafood Market. Enjoy the largest selection of quality meats and seafood at low prices. And I'm going to start with an MMRBQ story. Excellent. Uh, so, of course, it's coming up September 16th, Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. It will feature a very cool thing, the Press and the Sea Show side stage. And we are going to be doing live band karaoke with the band Side Arm. And we now have your chance to vote and help us choose who are going to be the singers that perform. So that is available now. You can vote at PrestonAndSteve.com. You're our talent scout. We need to narrow it down to 10. We had over 50 entries, and we need to narrow that down to 10. Everybody's very good. Cast your vote, and each winner that gets chosen will get four MMRBQ tickets as well. So Excellent. Helping them go to the show, too. Uh, so do that when you get a chance, PrestonAndSteve.com. If it's somebody you know, great, vote for them. If somebody you don't know and you really like the way they sing or their performance, whatever, vote for them. And we just want you to help us make that choice, okay? So that's up and running. Uh, the Offspring played their biggest show yet on uh, their Let the Band Times Roll, Let the Bad Times Roll summer tour. Uh, the Chicago Stop at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater brought in 25,000 fans for the band. Uh, they shared footage online, and I love this. They had fans interacting with a kiss cam, a head-banging cam, a pit cam, a booty cam, <laughs> and a trivia cam. We need all that. That yeah. kept them entertained during an intermission at Saturday show. I think that's a great idea. You never hear of bands doing yeah, that yeah. shtick at those shows. So I thought that was uh, pretty fun. They're playing in uh, Burgettstown, Pennsylvania on Friday night, by the way. Okay. Uh, speaking of live shows, Dave Matthews Band, as they wrap up their summer tour this Labor Day weekend, they announced a North American Fall Tour. Uh, they're going to be bopping around a bit. The closest they're going to get to us will be in New York City. They're going to play MSG on uh, November 17th and November 18th. Nick, I don't know if those are weekend shows or not. I think it's a Friday and Saturday. All right. Well, there you go. What days? The uh, uh, November uh, 17th and 18th. Okay. Uh, so we know where Nick will be going. Well, I'm already spending all my money on the Gorge this weekend. Uh, so that's true. I have enough money left over for DMB at the Madison Square Garden. Well, good luck uh, this weekend. Thank you. At the show uh, in Washington. And then finally, uh, our good friend and video god... 
Kyle Mack. <laughs> his band, the FM Band, has got some gigs. They're going to be playing Hard Rock Atlantic City tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, and then they're also going to play Harris at the Eden Lounge at 9 p.m. on Saturday. And then Sunday, Keenan's Irish Pub. That's going to be badass. Uh, you know, uh, Labor Day weekend. Very cool. And going into the holiday. Family's going to be serving us as pips. So make sure that you uh, that you go and check them out. All right. And then one last thing. We're going to do this now because we have to make the next big pretty quick. i got to catch a flight. That's right. Uh, one of our interns is leaving today. Matt McCarney. Uh, his final day is today. Matt, we're sorry to see you go, man. Yeah, sorry to go. Yeah, but you, listen, you've been a great intern. You've had. Have you had fun? during your tenure here. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. What was the, the most fun moment, you think? Uh, I think the best day of the internship was probably the blood drive. I really liked going out. Oh, to the blood drive. No kidding. And you got to reveal on air that you were a member of a cult for a while, right? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> what was that group you oh, were in? that's right. <laughs> yeah, the Kairos. Uh, yeah, Kairos, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kairos yeah. retreat. Yeah. You, had, you had to kill one version and you were... Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> no, you did a lot of stuff. You did a lot of uh, stunty things with us and you were very, yeah, very yeah. good out and about. Very helpful. Thank you. Uh, sorry about that. That's all right. That's where, uh, where do you go to school? I go to Loyola University. Maryland, Loyola. Okay. In Baltimore. Nice. And when do you, uh, what's first day for you? Uh, first day of classes is Tuesday, but I head back on Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah. Right, I'm so, you're so gonna... surprised you're waiting this long to go back. I, yeah. you know, especially a senior, I couldn't. W- and I had friends that played sports, so I, I got into my house early. Just you know, it was party time for me. But I'm different than everybody else. Yeah, I never thought like a long summer break would be an issue for me. But like mid August, I get like so antsy to go back. But they don't really don't start until September, like fourth or fifth, class wise. So it's like, uh, you know. And, and was your was your radio experience? Did did it? Uh, I mean, is that an avenue you might like to pursue? I know you're also interested very much in video. You worked mm-hmm. with. Uh, with Kyle. Yeah, um, I mean, I really didn't um, go into this wanting to do video stuff, but I'm really glad I got exposed to it. So I'll be taking like a video production class this fall. Um, I'm mostly a writer. I like writing, so... It was really nice getting to like write blogs for like the website and everything. Awesome, very cool. Yeah, that's primarily like what I like to do. Cool. Well, we wish you luck, man. Thank you so much for helping us out. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Good luck to you. It's here for Matt. Matt McCartney is sending him off into the wild. I know already. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back A to Z. Song number four coming up when we return. We're once again honing our skills in the art of. Alphabetizing. MMR's Back to School A to Z returns. It's a can't-miss annual tradition where we play back thousands of different songs alphabetically by title. It's weeks worth of hits, album tracks, those oh-wow songs, and many titles of dubious artistic merit. Preston and Steve kick it off this morning at 9. NMR's Back to School A to Z. From the station whose IQ test came back negative. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Classic Bruce on the Back to School A to Z. And we haven't even gotten out of the numbers yet because that is 4th of July Asbury Park. I'm going to put that in my top... I'm going to go top three favorite Bruce Springsteen song. No kidding. I adore that song. It's a great tune. Yeah, and we got more to come from Bruce. A whole lot more as we go through the Back School A to Z, which we officially kicked off 9 o'clock this morning. So happy that we have it happening as we speak. All right, we have to move this along pretty quickly. I apologize, but I do have to vacate. There's a uh, motorcade waiting outside. And there actually is. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we have a uh, letter of the day to do. So we're going to go ahead and do that now. 
Oh, come Steve on. Steve on 93.3 Alright, the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter K as in Kalamazoo. And we'll take caller number one at 215-263 WMMR. Look, we made the reservations way too early. Okay. 215-263-WMMR. First caller that happens to know what the word of the week prize is, you get the word of the week prize. So give us a buzz now. I think this is the first time ever that three of the show members are fully packed up before the show's even over. Absolutely. I'm doing some ironing over here. I put everything away. I'm all set to go. Yeah. And, uh, Going down to boardwalk. And I would do some thank yous, but uh, no guest. We, no. It's just been us and you and a very intimate relationship today. It has been enjoyable and happy that we could start the back to school A to Z with you today. It's going to be great. It's going to be like two, like two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks of awesome. Hey, real quick. I did want to mention, I'm going to be at the Gorge this weekend. I, I fly out to, to Seattle later today, and I would really love to meet up with them. MMR listeners with Philly listeners, uh, so uh, look for our um, our setup. We're going to have an MMR banner there, uh, and I'll put it up on uh, on social media on Instagram, which is uh, just Nick McElwain one. Uh, but I'd love to see you if you're coming from Philly or really from anywhere. If you listen to the station, if you stream us anywhere, please stop by and say hi because uh, we're going to just hang out and have a good time this weekend. That sounds like fun. All right, we're going to go to the phones and caller number one is Jim. Hey Jim, good morning. Good morning, guys. Jim, what is the word of the week? Um, the word of the week is back. Back. That is correct, sir. All right, so Jim, we're going to set you up, man. You get it. Yep, they're back in the saddle again. Four pack of tickets as MMR rocks Aerosmith, the Peace Out Farewell Tour this Saturday at the Wells Fargo Center and the Black Crows on stage nice. as well, Jim. So congratulations to you, buddy. Right. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy that show. Now, there are very <laughs> few tickets that remain on sale as of like yesterday, so you have get to check on and it. see if you can get some or not. Uh, but uh, that'll be a hell of a show to see. I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan and also brought to you by Wild Fork Meat and Seafood Market. Enjoy the largest selection of quality meats and seafood at low prices. Next week on our program, we'll have uh, comedian Scott Sice joining us ah. amongst other guests and we'll roll it all out when we get back. Listen, have a fantastic weekend. Have a safe weekend. It's going to be a nice, warm summer touch today and through the weekend uh, and we hope that you stick with the back school A to Z through the whole thing. We will be your soundtrack through this holiday weekend. You're going to love it. Uh, we'll see you, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the... The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP.